Right now, Sprint has a great deal. Double the fun. Buy the latest iPhone and get an iPhone XR on us. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today iPhone 10 or 64 gigabyte, 3125 month. Second phone zero dollars. After 3125 month, credit apply within two bills. Requires two new lines of service. If canceled earlier, remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available. If you were $30 activation fee, restrictions apply. Tax to its head. Will your child be ready for kindergarten? At Enchanted Care Learning Center, the answer is yes. Our curriculum offers the perfect balance of learning and play. Our teachers personalize that experience for each child through engaging activities that develop the skills they need to be ready for what comes next. Attend an Enchanted Care open house on Saturday, August 3rd from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. To find a preschool near you, click the banner or visit EnchantedCare.com. That's EnchantedCare.com. Like that. That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Hi, hi. We start today's Monday programming activity live from the air-conditioned comfort of the Bruno Wine Cellar South Philadelphia Complex, overlooking the entire great city of Philadelphia. In fact, we go up on the roof after the show, you'll get a beautiful shot of the skyline while working on your tan at the same time on the silver-coated roof in the downtown Cheats and Hotel Plunkettville. Yes, you can get burned to a crisp from all sides immediately. Exactly. And with that note, on that note, Robin, we start off today by reminding people because we are a safety first program. Ole, OSHA ole, certified. Ole, 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 that once again the plastic slip cover alert is in full effect today. Don't forget to hydrate. Procreate. Oh, it's too hot for that. Exfoliate. I don't know. Moisturize. Slip and slide is kind of fun every now and then. Exactly. Put on the damn sunscreen, please. I don't know about all these 90-degree days, Robin. Something has to be done immediately. I love that song, but in the meantime, you know what it is, Robin. What is it? Let's be honest, when all is said and done. It is definitely a manic Monday. <laughs> for, that, for that matter, it was a manic Saturday, manic Sunday. But wait, just listen to the bangles, please. Yes, it is not the heat. It is the stupidity that gets you all the time, ladies and gentlemen. So be careful out there, all right? Well, the one good thing is at least it won't be baseball in Philadelphia tonight. Phillies are getting these off days just at the right time, which is bad, too, because 
it stops their hot streak at one. Yeah, I was going to say because they were on such a roll. Well, they, hey, they had a big explosion, and now, unfortunately, they don't play on Monday night. So now if they lose on Sunday, on Tuesday, to the red-hot San Francisco Giants who come into town uh-huh. as one of the hottest teams in baseball, then people are going to be saying, see, you know, you ha- that momentum. Because a lot of people calm down here over the weekend. Except, uh, well, never mind. I was going to say, wait a minute. What, what well, after calm? the first what two calm? games, people were once again going crazy. And then the, the Phillies went on Sunday. And I posted it jokingly on my Twitter stream at Tony Bruno Show that uh, I can feel the I can feel things getting better now. All of a sudden, the optimism is back until the next ugly game. And then the, uh, let's go to the phones. 215-462-TONY. <laughs> because that's what we do. Well, not, not we, but that's what they do on Sports Talk Radio. Are the Phillies back now? Do you have confidence the trade deadline is Wednesday? Are they one player away from being one player away from making a potential run at the wild card? Or even the division now, which is only six and a half games out? No, the exit velocity of the Phillies over the weekend, unfortunately, happened on Saturday, Friday, and Saturday nights. But we'll talk baseball. The trade deadline is approaching all kinds of moves so far. Well, not really a lot yet. But I expect to be a bushel of baseball moves, Robin. Maybe a peck. Now, what's bigger, a bushel or a peck as we go into our... Well, doesn't the song say that it's a bushel and a peck? Not these pecks here, though. I have to find out. Now, I don't know what that is. A bushel, we know. you know what a bushel is, approximately. Yeah, you put a bunch of crabs in there. There's about 100 crabs in a bushel. But you can have a bushel of apples, a bushel of all sorts of things. Bushel of peaches. The, peaches yes. se- the peach season's here. Apples will be coming soon. And uh, there's a lot of rumors flying around. Now, of course, Marcus Stroman, not, not related to the great Grandpa Stroman of Grandpa Stroman Bakeries here in the Philadelphia area. Grandpa Stroman, German, as you well know, Robin, sells yes. the Stroman bread. Yes. Grandpa Stroman is not related to Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman goes to the Mets, and people are saying, why? Poor Marcus Stroman's thinking, good, get me out of Toronto. I'll go to a contender. And then he finds out Sunday afternoon that he's going to the Mets. Now, the Mets are still in play for a wild card. And I'm not here to rip the Mets. It's not my style. I'll let their own fans do that. But even the Yankee fans, why would the Yankees be ripping the Mets for picking up Marcus Stroman? The Yankees aren't exactly mowing. Now, they did beat the Red Sox and avoided the sweep last night. And then the Yankees have unbelievable bats. But let's be honest, the Yankees also. I have. I have a bushel and a peck update. Oh, you got the bushel and a peck, but does she she tell you what a bushel and a peck is? Yes. So a bushel, as you know, is like a a barrel of something. No, it's a bushel is an actual size of the... It's it's the size determines a bushel. You can have a small bushel or you can have a big bushel. I don't think so. Yes. But anyway, a peck is a quarter bushel. So a bushel and a peck is one and a quarter bushel. Nobody gets a quarter bushel. Now, they get a quarter gram or a quarter ounce. If they got a quarter bushel, they would have a peck. This is way too complicated for me right now. All I know is <laughs> when I get one of those bushels with the metal handles that you see, people, when they go crabbing. Yes. And then there's little bushels, the small ones where you see the apples come in and they sell those. What are those called? You know, in the supermarket, they sell the things that look like bushels, but they're smaller ones. I don't. Are think those that, a peck? I don't think that those are, well, they could be either a peck. Or they could be just weighed by weight. All right, enough about this. Okay. This is too much math for me on a Monday, Robin. 
Let's get back down to it's the business. It's actually too much math for me in the morning, too. It's too much math for me, like, ever. <laughs> like, ever. Well, we know. We know you are math challenged, Tony. We'll get you up to date on the training camp action. I also will play a video today that will prove that one man better be worried about his job. And it's not me because nobody can fire me because I'm my own boss yes. of me. Although I did see an article by um, Barrett Jackson or Barrett. Jason, Jason Barrett, Barrett here, not Barrett Brooks oh, no. or Barrett Jackson. Jackson. You've been watching too many car auctions, Robin. But uh, Barrett, <laughs> Barrett Media that stated that during a show, mm-hmm. it is not the host that is the boss. It is the producer. Well, who do I blame all the time when something goes wrong on the show? It's not me. So he's exactly right. <laughs> So if you want all the credit for the show, yes. when it goes well, you must get all of the blame when it goes wrong. Except, you know, I, I rip myself when I'm wrong. No, no, no. I'm not talking about <laughs> wrong or right. I'm saying that during the show, when when I say something, you need to listen. Because you are at that point. You are my... I listen employee. to everything. See, I'm, not, I'm, I'm able to hear everything you say. I can read everything the great listeners on our, twi- our Twitch stream right. write. And so it's like a it's like a group effort here, which like you want to talk about coexisting. This is the only show where the listeners, the hosts, the producers, we all coexist. Yes, we do. Not Wade Barrett, of course, and not R.J. Barrett. And by the way, Bernie Sanders just listening to the show up in Ohio somewhere, or maybe he's in Iowa or New Hampshire, states that will pretty much be ignored as soon as they're first in the state uh-huh. world primaries are over. You think those people will ever go back to Iowa after the election? Hell no, they'll ignore it like like most people do, exactly. unfortunately, the rest of the year. And by the way, I love Iowa, and I'm not running for president. But anyway, where was I here? Oh, Bernie Sanders, yes. listening to the show, said that when he becomes president, the first thing he will do is everybody will get a free bushel. Which Every house will get a free bushel, then you can put whatever the hell you want in that bushel, and that will be free, too. And a bushel... In in quantity, it's approximately 9.3 gallons. 9.3 gallons. Silly yes. customer, you cannot hurt a Twinkie. Uh, and I'm not buying Twinkies. <laughs> now, because awesome. most bushels are not, you know, you can't put liquid in a bushel because they're usually made out of wood, you know, really thin, bent wood that's formed sort of like a, you, everybody knows what a bushel is. But there's liquid bushels too, right? Like, you know those big Correct. containers that so, people put their beer and ice in? A bushel measures uh, eight gallons of dry product. So if you if you have something dry, it's about eight gallons. There you go. I'm not going to go any, into That's it anymore. Enough. That's enough. Meanwhile, as... <laughs> oh, wait. Last thing, because we were talking about apples. A bushel of apples should weigh 47 pounds. A bushel of apples? Yes. What happens if they're, you know, what happens if they're more or less than 47? Isn't it what fits in the bushel? They don't weigh bushels. Well, they don't, like when they, when you get a bushel of crabs. A bushel of apples typically holds about 125 medium apples. What about a bushel of crabs down there in Maryland? You know, you get the big number, you get the big jumbos. Obviously, you're not getting as many crabs. It's like, it's like the, the, is Einstein's this is why, theory of this bushels. This is why these American these 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 measurements just make no sense because they're approximates. That's why you need 
you need the metric system. You need weights. You need it's they all don't need by metric 10. system again. We did it over the weekend. My sister, we went to have my mom's big finally her big ninety fifth birthday party on Saturday, where the whole family got together. And uh, what were we talking about, Robin? Well, a lot of things. Yes. But we're making sangria. Uh huh. So my sister gets a bag of white wine to start the process. And I was trusting the process until people were tra- five people in the kitchen were trying to figure out how much triple sec <coughs> to put into the <coughs> white wine. So we get the wine box. Now you know, as we said, uh, what's in the box? We had a Boda box of the uh, Zinfandel, the old vine Zinfandel, which is actually pretty decent for yes. drinking with large quantities of people who don't really appreciate great wine. So you get a Boda box, that's three bottles of wine. Correct. Three 750 milliliter bottles of wine. That's the Boda box. But she had a Franzia box of white wine, which was five bottles of wine. Exactly. So then we tried to figure out how many ounces, because the tri- in, the, in the recipe that she was using, it said to put three, quarter, oh, three yeah. quarters of a cup for every bottle of wine. Correct. But then we were trying to figure out ounces versus bottles. See, that's and nobody knows how many ounces are in 750 milliliters, which is the normal size of bottles now for wines. It's 750. Wines? wines, yes. Wine is not singular, Robin. Yes. Wines. Yes. It's, it's when one you go bottle in and wine you look, and 10 bottles of wine. Yes. But when you're looking at wines, you go into a, when you go into a liquor store, do you look at wine or wines? You look you, at wine. No, you don't. You look at wines. You damn look it. at all the wine up on the wall. They're not on the wall. They're on the shelf. On the shelf. You look at the wine bottles, <laughs> but you look at wine on the shelf. You don't look at wines. What the hell, Tony? So anyway, my point is the metric system has screwed everybody up. And that's why when you just go in and get a bottle of wine, you don't look at how many liters or how many milliliters, how many ounces. Except when you have a recipe, and then you try to figure out and do the conversion, because how many ounces of wine do you need when it's milliliters? And that's the problem. That's why the Galloping Gourmet was the smartest. Back in the day, one of the original TV chef shows, remember? Uh-huh. Yes, I he do. He was the British dude. The, uh, Graham, uh, Graham Kerr, I believe his name was. I think so. The Galloping Gourmet. What did he do when he would do a recipe on TV around noon? He would say, put in some wine, and he would pour in whatever the hell he wanted. Nobody used measuring cups. Nobody used teaspoons, shot glasses. You take that bottle of wine, ladies and gentlemen, and you just pour that sucker in as much as you want. And then you take a swig out of the bottle like he used to do, which is the way to do it. The one person who actually understands the metric system and is actually good at math, nobody wanted to listen to me. I was it was very simple. You multiply three quarters by five. That's so you have fifteen quarters, which is approximately three and a quarter. Cups. The best part. Boom. There you go. There's only one product that is easy to use now, and they make it easy for you, and that is butter. Because when you have a stick of butter, it already has all the uh, all the graduations on it. Exactly. You know, it has how many is how many is a tablespoon? How many half a half a stick is so many ounces? It's so easy to use butter. You just take the stick out, you cut it off where you need it, and bam! Butter. You put it in there. It's just like butter. Like butter. Now, anyway, that's enough about food and beverage. That's our food and beverage portion of the program. <laughs> hey, Jane San Antonio, when did Miss Robin turn into the Rain Man? I don't know. <laughs> A long time ago, folks. I love maths. A long time ago. No, not bought a bean. Tony, a half and half is it. not a half, damn it. Tony, you missed it. What? I said I love maths. 
What up? What up, Matts? Meanwhile, hopefully you were listening Friday night. We had a lot of fun. Jose was in there. Kevin McAlpins was here with the yes. Braves. We had a great, crazy Friday night show. And, yes, we did pick a winner. We did. And I swear to you all that that was not fixed. People are suggesting that it was rigged, like was the 666 so lottery. You know, like the Pennsylvania lottery was at one time. I didn't and think like there many was any way that they could they could win because they put their their uh, tickets in at the very last minute. So so uh, the and Robin held the uh, the bowl up with the all two the guys that were in studio that came with Kevin, friends yes. of his that work for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. They they were here and because they live here, they're like, oh yeah, we'll enter as well. So at the very last minute, they put theirs in, and I was Robin str- did. She shook it up. She slapped it up. She went from the left to the left to the right. Back and forth, inside, under, outside. Under she did all the cheat codes. Thompson. She did all the cheat codes from all the famous video games we used to play. Up, right, up, right, left, right, back, back. Correct. And then she pulled out one ticket in the bo- in the bowl. And you can watch the replay. <laughs> I know. There was no there was no switching in the back like they do at some uh, jewelry stores allegedly when you pick out a diamond and then they go in the back. No switching in the back. Everything was done. No sleight of hands. John Dornboss was not here doing a fancy. Uh, sleight of hand situation. So we got our winner. Anthony is his name. Yes. How about that? Another Anthony. I think he might be Italian. His last name is Scaramucci. 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 Can you do the Fandango? Something is that like his that. last name? Uh, it's it's very similar to Scaramucci. Wasn't that in the Queen song? Yes. Scott, what's that? We are the champions, right? Hold on. It's, That's, it's that line is in uh, We are the champions. Scaramucci is his last oh, name. Oh, that's the same thing. Not uh, the other Anthony Scaramucci. That greaseball guy. No. No, not him. Okay. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business. So baseball. <laughs> so the Jays, they're on they're, the the Toronto Blue Jays are waving the white flag. See. Si. It's a shame. The Toronto Raptors win the NBA championship and everybody leaves. Now the Toronto Blue Jays realize nobody cares about baseball. They're waiting for the uh, Maple Leafs to go into training camp soon. And they're not going to win anything. So they started getting it. mentioned Marcus Stroman goes to the Yankees for two minor league pitching prospects. Stroman, 28 years old, ground ball pitcher, which interesting to notice, he's a ground ball pitcher, but he's going to a team, the Mets, who are the worst in Major League Baseball at converting ground balls into outs. That's a good combination right there. The Jays also traded away 33-year-old former Brewer utility man, Drew Sogard, for two players to be named later. And so the Jays obviously are in selling mode. There's no doubt about that. There's a report now about Ken Giles, former. Are we back? Hold on. I think we might be here. Yes, I should be an air traffic okay, controller. I do believe. We're are we back? back? I, I just gave the hit and run sign. We're back. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe we have ignition. We have. Atomic battery to power, turbines to speed. Robin, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to go deep. She went deep on it. She put the socket in the hole. And bam! She put the needle on the record. And yes, I my pantomime game is strong, ladies and gentlemen. You got to you continue to see the video. But you didn't hear the audio. Correct. So what do you do in that situation, Robin? You basically do pantomime. I was giving some NFL signals. I gave... One last... You heard us speak during the baseball... 
trading deadline update show. Remember, if a trade is made, we will go to the trade machine, not the George Michael sports machine. My old friend, one of the greats, that is no longer on the air. But we are the baseball trade machine. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the last name we mentioned was Ken Giles and Daniel Hudson possibly being shipped away from the Toronto Blue Jays as well. But then I started mentioning Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, will he get traded by the Cleveland Indians? So mention he's a quirky guy. People who followed his career know that he's, uh, he's uh, I wouldn't say nuts because that's not nice. He's a fired-up competitor. And as I was mentioning, in cities like Philly and New York and Boston and maybe some other cities here and there, they like to see athletes who appear to give a shit, basically, to quote uh, a famous baseball manager who probably said that many times. They want savages, to quote Aaron Boone, the New York Yankee manager, talking about his players in that dugout who were effing savages back in. I got savages in that box. People want savages. Trevor Bauer's a savage. And on Sunday... He stunk the joint up for your Cleveland Indians, who, by the way, are still in the playoff chase. What's the matter, Robin? I hear you like, breathing heavily now. No, I'm just arguing with my computer. Well, you're pretty quiet at doing it. I'd be throwing <laughs> shit around if I were you. I'm, I'm yes, working. and when news breaks, we will fix it on this show. That's the thing. Anything that breaks on the show, we can fix it. Robin, you know, whenever a cable goes bad, we fix it. A lot of other shows, breaking news, they always give you breaking news, and then they don't do anything about it. You fix the damn breaking news, damn it. And I have. I have fixed it, Tony, for now. So, let's... I am back to Trevor Bauer. Was I cursing out people in sign language? I I was... No, I was trying to do a lot of... uh, Tony wasn't cursing people out. He was trying to uh, pantomime what we were doing. Yes, I, w- I was trying to make it easy he was, like, to lip read. Charades. I was doing. I was doing lip reading. You know, drunk history. Yes. Except- I was. I was making my. Wo- I was making sure I enunciated every word, even though you couldn't hear me. You could read my lips. However, you don't know. You were making signs. You could have been cursing somebody I out. I didn't give him one of these. I didn't give him one of those. I didn't flap. I didn't flip the double birds. I gave him an okay sign and pointed out that this is actually not a white supremacist sign. Well, Because see? if it is, then there's a lot of people out there of all different races, religions, colors, and creeds who have dropped this sign yes. and are all racist then. Basically, we're all racist. Everybody. I mean, they, they, there's that. There's there's a musical about it. Everybody's a little bit racist. Is there, is there a musical called Everybody's Racist? No, there's a song from the musical. Which musical was it? Um, Everybody's a little racist. Uh, let's see. What what song? That's from uh, the the puppet one. Oh, is that from uh, the one that's like it's a ripoff of the Muppets? Yes. What's that one called? Everyone's a little bit racist. It's from. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Come on, what is it from? I don't know, Robin. I don't go see musicals. Avenue Q. Avenue Q, thank, thank you. Cheapers. So anyway, back to baseball, Robin. <laughs> Let me mix in a little uh, ESPN. Let's see how many times that we can get distracted before actually doing the story. So Trevor Bauer, in case you missed it, got lit up by the Kansas City Royals yesterday afternoon. Yes. And then his skipper... Tito Francona goes out and wants the ball. He's getting taken out. That's what happens. 
Gabe Kapler does it like every other pitch, and he goes out there. Terry Francona waits till things really, really get bad in Cleveland and Kansas City. And so he gets Trevor Bauer. He goes out to take him out, and we'll pick it up from right there. If you haven't seen this, if you've seen this, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, just watch. This is a, this is a pitcher. You could either say he's a jerk-off, or you could say he has the passion and energy that a lot of sports fans enjoy. Absolutely. We Except what see- he did was dangerous. Okay. And if you're playing Little League and you're taking your son out there tonight for some Little League action... You're making a mistake. It's too so, damn hot. The kid wants to go to the mall and play video games. In other words, we want to see this passion, but not this action. It, it's all about the passion. It's all about the motion, not the lotion. No, you better have the lotion first. Let's go to Trevor Bauer yesterday, getting the when he did not want to give up the baseball for your Cleveland Indians. Watch this. He turns and fires it. Thankfully, he threw it against the, the board, so there was nobody in the seats there to get hit with it. But you don't, you don't do that when your manager's coming out. It's disrespectful. So Francona's going, what the heck was that? And Bauer goes, my bad, Skip. I'm sorry. And he goes, go grab some pine. I'm going to see you in a little bit. And so he's in the... Watch this. He turns and fires it. All right, now stop it. So that's great lip reading there from the broadcaster. He's like, like, he pats him on the shoulder. What did I do? Watch this. He didn't do one of these, though. Ah, because that hurts when you do that to yourself. <laughs> do, I don't do get what people it. will pump their own chests. Yeah. But anyway, except when you're atoning, then you can do that. Yes. If at Yom Kippur, if you're at the Seder, yeah, then you before, they blow the, uh, before they blow the chauffeur at the very end to say it's a final, <laughs> at least they give a final whistle during Yom Kippur when you're yeah, in service. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a final. When the rabbi blows the chauffeur, you know the game's over. That's it. There's no overtime. They don't add any extra time. Everybody gets out. But meanwhile, so Trevor Bauer afterwards, he sat in his locker and he said, hey, I'm an asshole. Did you find that one, Rob? Okay. Um, I owe a sincere apology to all my teammates, my coaching staff, um, the organization, and all of our fans for how I conducted myself today. Um, it was unbecoming. It was childish, unprofessional. Um, it's no place for it in the game. Happy it is. Didn't result in any physical injury for anybody else. Uh, I realize I put people in danger. Um, I want to be clear that my frustrations were with myself and my inability to stop the situation um, and keep my team in the game. That was not directed at any of my teammates, um, even though I know that it came off that way. Um, I love going to battle with my guys every day. And uh, today I feel like I really let them down, both personally and professionally. Um, I'm an intense competitor, and that fire is what drives me. And today it completely consumed me, took over. And uh, you know, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry for, for how I behaved. Um, I'll be better about it. It won't happen again. And if my teammates in the organization are willing to forgive me and continue um you know, accepting me in the brotherhood. I look forward to getting back out there with my guys next time. And we just we certainly discussed it as we as we should. And and he talked to the team. And again, I've there's I don't ever want to. I mean, today was a frustrating day. You know, he did it out of frustration. I don't want to say something that I don't mean out of frustration. Exactly right. So there you have it. That's the way you address something after a game. You admit you're an asshole. But uh, we'll take it one step further. Even 
Even uh, Rocky Balboa, who was in town to promote another movie that he thinks he's going to make about Rocky because there haven't been enough Rocky, said this about Trevor Bauer. I splash it on, and it makes me meal mainly. Well, you're a rude guy. I'm trying very hard, and you're being rude. Yo, hey, yo, how you doing? Hey, yo, how you doing? Anyway, there's your Trevor Bauer. Now, apparently, he's gone the DL. Or the IL. You can't say DL anymore. He's on the IL. Which means he's ill. Which means they like that here in Philadelphia, because that's why they have the ill. Yes. You've seen that shirt? You be illin'. Is it still ill? The Phillies have been ill a lot this year. Yes. Anyway, so Trevor Bauer, now, they won't even be able to trade him. <clears throat> well, and why would you trade him? He doesn't want to be traded, I don't think. No, I mean, he doesn't want to be traded. I mean, the Indians are in the hunt. It's not like the Phillies are technically, mathematically in the hunt. But anybody who watches this, the eye test, you know, we talk about the eye test, the optics. Mm-hmm. Do the Phillies pass the eye te- text tests? Say that again. Do the Phillies pass the eye tests? Or is it one test? No, it's a test every day. And one day, you know, when they play well, everybody says, oh, they're back. That's okay. Oh, they're going to be okay now. Just relax. We got all, all, July sucked. June sucked. Don't worry, August. It's going to all get better. Jesus. Anyway, so that's your latest on baseball. If anything happens, we will break into regularly scheduled programming today and give you the very, 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 very latest. Because I have a license to ill. It's Philadelphia, Robin. And don't you forget it. Speaking of Philadelphia and T-shirts that you've had in the past, you have a new yes, T-shirt on. People are responding. They, they, how could you not see and admire the greatness that is the doctor, Dr. J, yo? I saw this T-shirt the other day, and I said, I got to have it. It's black, and it's got Dr. J in the air up there. And it's a Dr. J autograph. Not, I, I was going to get this tattooed in my head, but I said, hey, I'm not a Steeler fan. What do you think, I'm crazy? Do we but have I, to if do I were to get a tattoo in my head, it would be of the doctor, Julius Erb. Now, this, Erb. Is, a, this is a pretty so, – so we were at BJ's, and for those of you who are on the West Coast that don't know what BJ's is, it, it's, it's like a It's a place Costco. where you go and have uh, – you get a happy ending. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's like a Costco. It's don't tell everybody the whole story, Robin. I don't want people going in there and buying them now because I'm going to go back and buy some more. And give them out as well, presents. But there's many, there's several of them all over the place. They're not all going to go to the same place you are. Exactly. But- I like my shirts like my women. Black with some pink. Black with a hint of pink. <laughs> what? Come on, Robin. What's the matter with you? What don't you freaking understand? <sighs> Tony, sometimes the things that come out of your mouth. <laughs> You know, it's it's, it's it's like understand. it's like your brain hasn't quite caught up with what's coming out of your mouth yet. You haven't had a chance to think it through, which is no. Uh, AJ in San Antonio thing. tweeted that out. It's like the little girl on the uh, on the airplane movie in the airplane movie. Uh-huh. She says, "I like my coffee black, like my men." Yes, I know. Remember that line? I know. Come on, Robin. This is called humor. It may not be funny, but it's still humor. <laughs> So anyway, back to the back to business already. So so baseball, by the way. Phillies uh, lost. We saw yesterday. One JT's. Uh, they had the grand salami. They had four home runs, nine to four. So now the Braves go into D.C. Yes. To play the Washington Nationals. Correct. And this is a big series, obviously, because the Nationals are chasing the Atlanta Braves, 
Atlanta's uh, five and a half up on those Washington Nationals, and they're six and a half up on the Phillies after the weekend of play. And what's interesting to note here, the Mets have won four in a row quietly. Well, everybody's gone crazy about Marcus Stroman. Mets have won four in a row. Most people don't think they're, they're still in it, but they're still in the wild card. There's like 50 teams in the wild card in the National League if you look at the standings. Chicago, St. Louis, Washington, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, all within one game. And obviously, right now, Chicago and St. Louis atop the wild card race. And the Cubs go from being in first place to second place. Milwaukee goes from being in second place. St. Louis was in first place for a couple of hours. And so you got you got Carlin's lose to the Astros yesterday. So St. Louis and Chicago are now both one game up on Milwaukee. So there's a tie for first place in the that's going to be the most contested division of any of these is the National League Central. Been saying it all year. I mean the uh, the National League Central. Cardinals lose, and they lost two in a row, and they're still tied for first place up on Milwaukee. The Astros, meanwhile, keep pace with the A's, who walked off a win in Texas, so they stay back eight behind your Oakland Athletics behind Houston. Seattle has won five in a row quietly. How about that How about that Phillies, former Phillies first-round pick shortstop doing all kinds of magical stuff over the weekend? J.P. Crawford has an unbelievable play at shortstop to throw a guy out and then gets the game-winning hit on Sunday. So if you look at the American League wild card, Cleveland, Oakland, Boston, Tampa, even the Los Angeles, Anaheim, Disneyland-adjacent Angels are five back in the wild card. Texas is six and a half back. And if you look back at the National League, the San Francisco Giants, who are coming into town here tomorrow night for the series with the Phillies, they're only two and a half out of the wild card. Phillies are... Phillies and Giants are playing for the wild card. You realize how big this series is? Yeah. A month ago, nobody would have thought, oh, you know, the Giants are coming to town. They've mailed in their season. They're going to trade Madison Bumgarner. They're going to trade their closer, you know, uh, Will Smith. They're going to trade everybody. And now the Giants are coming into Philadelphia playing for a wild card spot. Which team will escape? One team goes in. One goes out. No, that's the Thunderdome. It's still too much baseball left. So anyway, that's the latest of the Detroit Tigers, by the way, in case you haven't noticed, still stink on dry ice. Six straight losses in the Pirates. What's up with the Pirates, man? I've been mentioning the Pirates got hot for a while. They looked like they were going to make a move. Yep. Then boom, right back in the damn basement again with eight straight losses. And the Cubs smoke Milwaukee. How about that? Kyle Schwarber. He had a grand slam in the first inning and a three-run home run in the second inning. Seven RBIs by himself. Well, he had guys on base, or else he, but he had all seven RBIs to go up 7 nothing, and the Cubs go on to win. And uh, they avoid getting swept. Their asses swept out. There's all kinds of tension in Chicago Atlanta too. Joe Madden, once a very, very popular Madden, manager Madden, who won a World Series. Now all of a sudden people are saying, what the hell's wrong with Joe Madden? Hey, give uh, J- Gabe Kapler a call, Joe, if you want to hear about people bitching about a manager. Call Gabe Kapler, please. I think you guys should have a little conference call and sit down and hash Mis- things out. Commiserate? Exactly right. But let's get to the football action, Robin, because we've got action at National Football League training camps. And as I've been trying to tell you, 
It's not that easy. Not just being green, but it's not that easy to stay healthy. In the National Football League, the bad news for your Cincinnati Bengals, A.J. Green, all you fantasy guys out there, yes, I'm talking to you, Luigi, and all you poor Bengal fans, A.J. Green, who's had some problems staying healthy the last couple of years, now apparently it's going to be eight, six to eight weeks. His first practice on Saturday, he tears his he tears ligaments in his left ankle. That's not good. And I'm not even a doctor, although Miss Robin plays one here on the show. Robin, torn left ankle ligaments, good or bad? Uh, pretty bad. Wow. This is the stabilizing uh, feature in your entire leg. So that's the bad news for the Bengals and all for your fantasy guys. Carson Wentz at practice looking real good. Throwing the deep ball to Deshaun Jackson, salivating at the thought of having another deep target. Meanwhile, though, Orlando Scandrick was picked up, signed over the weekend as a basically depth for the defensive back core. And more bad news for the Eagles. Mac Hollins, who hasn't been healthy for two years, finally gets healthy, rides a bike in, and then what happens, he goes out and practice today and gets injured. They haven't said the extent. It doesn't appear to be serious. But poor Mac Hollins showing signs a couple of years ago, and now today at Eagles practice comes up lame again. It's an outrage. What can you say? Meanwhile, in New England, Michael Bennett, remember him with the Eagles? He went to New England. He got the first three practices excused by his coach. Shows up yesterday and says, quote, it's nice to have a head coach who sees you as a human being, not just a number. Is that a shot at uh, yes. Eagles coach? Absolutely. And the guy who he played for and his defensive coordinator who he played for last year in Philadelphia? I do believe it is. Or is he just sucking up to Bill Belichick because Belichick gave him three okay, days well, maybe of excuse a little bit of practices? Both. A little bit of both, probably. <laughs> However, I do believe that that is a shot because there's a lot of people in, in different organizations that have a problem with that. They don't want to be seen as just an, a part of the team. They want to be seen as an individual. To me, I mean, everybody likes to look into quotes. Ooh, did you hear what Michael Bennett said when he got to New England yesterday after getting excused for three days for personal reasons from practice? Nice to have a head coach who cares about a human being, who talks and sits down and talks to you. You're not just a number. You're a uh, member. I, I'm the president. I tell you that all the time, Tony. Don't treat me like just a number, Tony. <clears throat> I'm not, I, by the way, I'm not saying that he didn't like Doug Peterson. I'm saying those who look at quotes yes. and try to make a story out of it. You know, people who are trying to fill up training camp note pages. I'm not saying he's taking a shot at Doug Peterson. I gave you both options. Some people will see it as him taking a shot at Doug Peterson. Uh-huh. Some of it will see him as sucking up to Bill Belichick. You make of it what you will. I'm just here to give you the, the facts, facts, Jack. You know what I'm saying? I think I have a little more. Just a little more. Just a little the, taste, a little bit more. Just a little more. more NFL training camp action. Yeah. Did you see uh, Mike Daniels? I think I missed that one. Ex-Detroit defensive tackle, local Philadelphia area guy. Uh-huh. 
got caught by the Packers. There were 13 teams looking for him. A lot of Eagle fans said, go get him. Go get him. He signs in Detroit and shows up. And you know what he said? I'm quoting. Thank God I got out and have an, a coach to play for who is a genius. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Matt that's, Patricia. That's a strong football statement. Football genius. Is that a shot at the uh, Green Bay Packers defensive core and the organization and Aaron Rodgers and everybody else in Green Bay and all the fans with the bicycles who go to practice? How about that's love? Matt Patricia, ladies and gentlemen, genius. Not my words, his newest player. But let's get down to the, uh, base, the, the football stuff that I like, the fun stuff. Now, we, should, we played on Friday for you the up, up, and away in my beautiful balloon situation. Yes. Antonio O'Brien arriving, arriving out in Napa Valley on a beautiful balloon ride. CC. Then he, got to pra- <laughs> then he got to practice. And then after practice, he had his four-year-old son on the complex in Napa. He wasn't tasting in a tasting room yet because he's only four years old. But <laughs> And it wasn't just his son. <laughs> no, Antonio <gasps> Bryant's son, his name is Ali. Four years old, Robin. How old is this kid? How many years old is this young man? Four. Exactly. How old? Four. So he's got a helmet on. He's got a Raider helmet on. He's got, you know, shorts. He's not in full patch yet. It's hard to get full pads for a four-year-old. <clears throat> So he's got one kid sitting down around some cones, and the kid sitting down was really out of the play. I don't even know why he was there. How about guarding the little fella, Ali? And guess who the quarterback was? The son of Derek Carr, who's a lot younger, by the way. People don't realize that Derek Carr's son is not four years old. No, he's He's like a two-year-old. I don't even think he's that old. No? So he's got the football, <clears throat> and people are now saying, that, Den- that Derek Carr's song has, son already has the same instincts as his dad. As you watch the play, do we have it queued up now? This is Antonio Brown's four-year-old son running a pattern, juking, moving. Watch the moves on this kid. Four years old with a helmet on. One defender, pretty much like many secondaries in the NFL. He didn't do anything. He let him run right by him. Wide open and then watch what happens. Now, and we're not talking about the Bravo show either. Buffering. It's a fr- no, we just pause it right there. But he jukes around this one kid sitting down doing nothing to defend against little Ali Brown. And it disappeared. There it is. Here he goes. And now he's walking. He turns around. He's looking. He's looking. Ball comes really late. Luckily, the defender sat down, didn't fall down. But how about that for a that four-year-old so awesome. kid? Here, I'm going to I'm gonna play it again. Hopefully. Play it one more time, Robin. So we can see it in, in real time. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, there we go. It's so awesome. Oh, it's buffering at the exact same spot. What is wrong with this? Everything. I swear to you, I hate technology sometimes. Beautiful. We already saw it. The kid's yeah. got amazing skills. You know, LeBron was out there with his son over the weekend at an AAU thing, and he was mm-hmm. going crazy because his son went in and made a nice play. But if he's not four years old. I know. This is four years old. Did you see the footwork? It was fantastic. <clears throat> And I think, it, I mean, kids, obviously, they imitate their parents. And who better to imitate than, than already when you're watching them right there on the field? Exactly. 
Kids got moves, man. I got to drink some water. Hang on a second, please. Yes, please. Everybody drink water. A lot of water. You got to stay hydrated. Got to stay <clears throat> hydrated. It is so easy to get dehydrated when it's this hot. Even when you're inside, people don't realize it dries up the air. Yes, it does. <clears throat> Do we have any video of my kids uh, doing pantomime, unbelievably pantomime? No. <laughs> Listen, this is something you learn. My kids are, you know, they're not kids anymore. Tony they're would in, win at charades all the time. They're approaching 40, and they're men. My one older son, AJ, is 41, and he's a man. And he's going to have a baby. Well, his wife's going to have the baby, but he had something to do with it, by the way. Briefly, for just a second. That's all it takes. Anyway, so that, and one other uh, football note. At Pittsburgh Steeler training camp, Juju Schuster-Smith. You know who he is. He's now their best receiver because Antonio Brown is gone. And he's a really fun guy. Everybody loves Juju. I love good Juju. Bad Juju, not so much. Good Juju. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So a train, you know, he's at training camp and people are interviewing him. And a reporter says to him, hey, did you see this dude with the Pittsburgh Steeler logo on the side of his head tattooed? So the guy's got a mohawk and on one side of his head... <clears throat> I'm trying to see if it's if it's if it's the the same way because you know the Steelers only have a logo on one side of their helmet, Robin, and I didn't check to see if this guy's logo that he had tattooed, which are those three uh, whatever the hell they are like triangular things, three star type things, the Steelers logo. You know what it looks like. Yes. So the dude gets Juju Smith Schuster, not Juju Schuster Smith. No relation to Susie Schuster, who is the husband of Rich Eisen, as you well know both of whom I work with at ESPN, if that's important right now. So you can see the Steelers logo right there. So the guy gets a tattoo, but they asked Juju Smith afterwards, or after he, he saw the dude, did you see the dude? And he said, yes, and I autographed his head. So he autographed it with a Sharpie. And then the reporter said, hey, he autographed it with a Sharpie. Did you see that? He said, what if he gets a tattooed, the autograph part tattooed on that same hel- helmet, what would you do? And Juju Smith says, I'll get him tickets to any game he wants. For life, right? No, he didn't say for life. <clears throat> he only said, I will get him tickets to any game he wants. Okay, now he has Then, so all of a sudden, the guy actually goes out and gets the tattoo of the autograph added right next to the Steelers logo, and it looks really good, by the way. And then after seeing that, when they went back to Juju Smith-Schuster and said, dude, he had it done, he says, respect. That dude now, he's got season tickets. So he didn't ask for his season tickets. He said he was going to give him tickets to any game he wanted. Okay, so now he has the Steelers logo and Juju's signature or autograph yep. tattooed on his head. Exactly right. And the tattoo and the autograph was good. It wasn't one of those normal scribble jobs. No, no, no. It's like a. He actually put some like, a couple of designs on there, which I usually do when I get my nails done. It's kind of it's like the J <laughs> and then the J all kind of together with the hashtag or the number sign and then his number. Yeah, his tweet was, yep. Somebody said, did you see it? <clears throat> you were going to give him tickets. Yep, I got him. He's got season tickets. Respect. So that's, that's, what's, fun. that's what's fun. Now, would you ever get a tattoo of a sports team anywhere on your body? Hell no. Would you get a logo on your head, on your neck? No. <clears throat> There's only well, one other guy. There's only one other guy that I know of who has fans getting tattoos of him. And it's Mike Smith, Mike Scott. Of the Eagles. He's become a fan favorite in this town. And he was only here last year. He's been he's coming back. He's a good player, good guy, good dude. 
And so all these players, one dude got a tattoo of Mike Scott on his body. Right. And then he showed Mike Scott, and Mike Scott bought him some drinks. And now all these Sixer fans who have nothing better to do are now getting all their body parts pierced and tattooed with Mike Scott stuff. And to give him credit, Robin, uh Mike Scott knows what a fickle fan base the Sixers are, and he knows all you got to do is give him some attention, and everybody wants to hang out with him. And they're like asking him to go to this and go to this party, come to my wedding. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. If he goes to somebody's wedding, good for them. But I'll tell you one thing. The dude knows how to get himself some free shit. Because, uh, you know, you put a tattoo of an athlete on your body, that athlete, the least the athlete can do is... Acknowledge it. What are you... First of all, you'd say, what are you, crazy? And then you say, hey, man, let me buy you a cocktail. Come over here, man. I mean, you had a tattoo of... Uh, a fan put a tattoo of your face on, on his leg. Yes, his leg. The late great uh, Mr. Main Event. Yes, I didn't have to give him anything. Did you tell him he was crazy? No, I said, you know what? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Now, Swedish Chef says, "What do I get if I get an autographed tat on my head, Tony?" Get your. So if they, he gets your autograph tatted on his head, what does he get? Yeah. Anything. Anything. Anything you want. You're, now, Ouch. There, I know that people like... They, like <laughs> Luigi think, says you get one of these. <laughs> Ripping the Swedish chef, Luigi. Ripping a man who has produced the greatest bits on this show in this show's history. Yes, he has. We've now, had great listeners who contribute a lot though, of things. Would they, if you could get something free for life... Mm-hmm. And I know that people like Taco Bell and a couple of other places, they've done these promotions where if you get something tattooed, right. you get free tacos for life. What would you put on you, if anything, if you could get it free for life? Nothing. I don't have a tattoo of anything. Why would I get a tattoo on my head? Remember, but is the there great anything Fon, out there? That- by the way, Fawn, friend of the show, tomorrow night, Tuesday night. The big finale I know. of Ink Master. I predict. I'm telling you guys, he's we said going it when he was win. here after the yes. after the first episode. Of this show that airs on Tuesday nights. He is going to win. He is a finalist. Big event. Now, you can now go watch. Uh, him? I, don't, I don't know. He's in the finals. doesn't matter. It's the last show. I have it on tape. I didn't get a chance to watch it. But I know he made the finals, and I know it is the grand finale Tuesday night. And all you other people can go watch the stupid boutons on uh, Bachelorette and Bachelor and the uh, Housewife Schifozo boutons. I'm watching a talented man here. Let's be honest. How many of the idiots on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Real Housewives have any actual discernible talent? Fawn is an, an artiste. He's an incredible, incredible artist. Yes, he is. And yes, Dean, I mentioned the great Mr. Main Event had the tattoo now, I do, on it, his calf, and he had a little robin above my head, he, too. Yep, a little bird representing me. Um if there was one thing, if I could, if they would guarantee me something for life for free, if I got a tattoo of something somewhere, what would it be, Robin? I think I would do like uh, an airline that's not going to go away anytime soon, like American Airlines. How do you know they won't be bought out by somebody else? Where would you get an airline tattoo? Because then I could get, I could fly for free. No, for they the won't. Of- you think they don't even give you a, they don't even give you a, 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 a I would a only drink do it free. if they guaranteed it. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's the whole point. Stupid. It is stupid. The whole point. You know what they'll tell you if you have a tattoo of American Airlines on your on your arm? They'll tell you about Fangul. That's what they'll tell you. That's what they'll. That tell would you. be the only reason why I would 
do anything if I could get something like that for free for the rest of my life. You don't think a lot of people would do that if they would got, get free air travel? Duh. Tony, this is conjecture. This is not reality. Hello? <sighs> Dumpster fire. It's what it is. Yeah, would you get a... Would, Luigi says he would get a chicken and peach crab fries tattoo. Eh, no. So that he can get crab fries for the rest of his life. I love chickies and peats, but as the one thing on their menu that I do not care for is I do not care for crab fries at all. That's a bad idea, by the way. There's too too much. Well, not the crab fries one. That's a stupid. Even even Pete Chiraki, who owns the joint, wouldn't have a tattoo of chick. He should have a tattoo of chick. If anybody should have a tattoo of of of, of, of crab fries, it should be Pete, and he should have his entire back, <laughs> the largest order of crab fries you ever did see. Because nobody has turned French fries sprinkled with Old Bay seasoning into a multi, multi-million dollar operation. That's why I got to give him a roaring round of applause. Trust me, I, I have an American Airlines credit card. That's my main card. It's a MasterCard from Barclay Bank. And you know what they do? Now they now you don't even get free tickets. When Robin and I had to travel recently down to Tampa, I got one ticket on miles and one ticket I paid for. And those ticket on miles that used to be free tickets now cost you like $120. It used to be $11 for the taxes. I get a ticket, $120 for a free ticket. How the hell is that free, American Airlines? Vafanable. Vafanculo. So don't give me a, airlines are doing everything they can to not give you anything, even when you earn it. Am I wrong here, Robin? You got me on this airline tie right now. Listen, I, I respect the people who fly the pilots and the flight attendants. It's the organizations. You tell me, you can't even get a free, you don't even get a free companion pass anymore. You know what they give you? What do they give hundred dollars off yeah. every year. And you pay $100 for the credit card. It's ridiculous. So it's basically... For the $100 fee to have their credit card and nail you with a million dollars interest, hey, you get a $100 companion pass. Sons of bitches. What happened in the good old days when you got S&H green stamps at the supermarket and you can actually get shit with it? You can get frying pans. You can get water glasses. Remember when they used to give you stuff? Buy di- you get dishes. All the supermarkets would have, this month's special is, you know, a... A copper pan if you spend so much money. Yes. Now, I w- I'm, one of these days, I have to go through all the boxes that my mother still has from when I was a kid. And try. <laughs> I bet you they're worth something. I have still, like, silverware from Pan Am. Do you really? Yeah. God, I love those Pan Am, the, the, uh, the stews. That's yeah, when we can call them stews. Stews. Not the two live stews. And not the, uh, not stewed tomatoes. And the seats, and you go on an airplane now, again, it's the fastest way to travel. They got you by the shorties, as Robin would call them. Short and curlies. The short and curlies. The more you spend, the less you get. And then you have to make sure you check your miles to make sure they didn't scam you out of miles. It's happened before. They don't credit you with miles unless you pay attention to that crap. I'm looking out for the people. Ridiculous! I even threatened, and I even threatened to cancel the card because uh-huh. they, 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 the credit card people. It was Barclay Bank. It wasn't American Airlines. Right. They double charged me on on an amount. I put an, I want twelve hundred dollars taken off. And then it off. took like 
3,000 Yeah, and then when you call them the day after they make a mistake and double charge you on a credit card payment, mm-hmm. I'm talking thousands of dollars. Oh, it's going to take at least 30 days to get that off your charge. Why does it take 30 days to get it off the charge when you mistakenly double charge me, but it takes you one second to, to make sure you charge me for something? Dirty, rotten bastards. It is an outrage. It's an outrage. Thank you. I'm speaking for all those travelers out there, Robin. Absolutely. Hey, Tony, shall we open up the, uh, the lines? For- yeah, let's go. Let me open up the lines because I, I got a lot of questions on my mind today, Robin. For those of you who would like to give us a call, comment, if you have a story that you, uh, that you want to mention from I got the something weekend, we can get people's reaction, and you did call it online. 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. Is that officially a rant? Eh, I don't know if that was a rant. That wasn't a rant? Maybe it was. I am pissed off. It was a mild rant. Mild? I yes. call them sons of bitches. I call them every name in the book. Yeah, but your veins weren't popping. I so. don't want to. Who do I look like? Stephen A. Smith? Speaking of Stephen A. Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was good today. <laughs> it, was, it was good over the weekend. I got to tell you right now. Before we go to the phone. The, well, let's get the phone lines percolating. Yes. 215-462-8669. 215-462-TONY. We'll take your calls. Yesterday I joked about, hey, if the Phillies turn the corner, are they now going to make that one big push for the playoffs? Let's go to the phones. And then people were responding. And they were giving out the numbers of local radio stations. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to put ours in there. But it's 215-462-TONY. So baseball trading deadline, what do you think? I'm hearing rumors about Yasel Puig, another fiery guy with Cincinnati. Phillies may be looking at him. I just like Baseball saying the name. Yassel Pui. Let's get it back to the Eagles at 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. There's a lot of people with eagle tattoos in this city. Yep. We could talk tattoos. We will get Fon. If Fon wins the show tomorrow night, we will have him back here Absolutely. in the wine cellar to give him his major due. I know. He's, he would be Nash. He's already a great artist. When you win a nationally televised tattoo competition against some of the best artists in the country, and you're from Philly, you get Philly love in this house. You come into our house, you deserve to get your behind kissed, not kicked. Now, I believe, I I haven't seen, like you said, we haven't seen the very last episode, so I'm not sure who the last two people are, but... This, I think, is a very good representation of a side-by-side. So if you look at on the – these are they, – they were given the exact same um, uh, type of uh, what tattoo. Are you, what no, the no, no, hell no. are you what talking about, What the hell about, am I Robin? blathering about? Jesus. So both Fawn and another artist were given the same instructions. The same tattoo. The same tattoo. And on the left is Fawn's, and on the right is the other tattoo artist who I'm not – I'm not as familiar with. But to me, it's a no-brainer. They're both good. Yeah, they're both excellent. But Fawn's is just amazing. You can see the little hairs. You can see his little, you know, there's a sparkle in his eye. You don't have to sell me, Robin. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. And hopefully he wins the competition tomorrow night. We'll tape it, and then if he wins on Tuesday, he has promised us this is the first show he will go on. 
Well, I don't know if you're no, going to. No, I mean, he, he already promised me, Robert. Come on. He's, he's a Philly brother, man. He's, he's one of my boys. He's a broad anomaly. He's a tattoo parlor there. Yes. Who else has given him love in this city like I am? Nobody. 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 It's good. I was looking at some 3D tattoos uh, over the weekend. I want to get, if I'm going to have a tattoo, I saw the one I wanted. It's the 3D spider on the shoulder. Have you seen that tattoo? It, and, and there's a lot of tattoo artists who do this 3D look now. And you would think that there's an actual spider on it. The way they do the shading. And, and that's what Fawn does phenomenally. He does shading great. So, actually, these I'm going to pull up a bunch of them. So you would get something like this, Tony, these 3D spiders right here? Yeah, look at the one. Pull, pull one up that I saw, with, and the guy wipes it off. So you think it's a real spider on there because the dude already has a spider that's like a regular this is the flat one, one. This that's is the, the one, one. That, that everybody was talking about that went viral because it does look like there's an actual tarantula. Yeah, it's amazing it's, the, the talent these people have. It is creepy AF. There's a bunch of them that look, ugh. Eesh. Look at this one, Tony. No, there's a lot of great uh, tattoos. There's one website on YouTube that shows you all these incredible 3D tattoos yeah. that artists are doing now. The one with the woman's leg, it looks like she's got a bunch of holes in it. There's a lot of weird shit, too. Ew, that one's just gross. Look at this one, Tony. Oh, the one on the face? Yeah. That's, that's fake. That's not real. That's not real. Come on, Robin. Anyway, enough about that. We'll keep an eye on the trade to wire. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the baseball and the football developments going on. And by the way, I got to tell you once again about Michael Irvin. You know I love Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, one of my favorite human beings on earth. Love having him on. Yeah, you do. Every you time do I love run into him. So this morning, and I want to start off by saying I would like to thank Max Kellerman for participating as a co-host on First Take for the last couple of years. Pick up your, you shouldn't have done that boxing stuff over the weekend. Max, you shouldn't have gone on vacation because you know what happens when people go on vacation? They don't come back. This morning, and I don't normally get up and watch the daytime yell fests. I have my own here at 1 o'clock every day. Except I'm not normally yelling at Robin except when she screws up or anybody else. <laughs> and I don't even yell at Robin. Uh-huh. But this is why, and I guarantee you, you watch Michael Irvin, who's now working for the MLB, uh, the right. NFL Network. Right. But remember, Michael Irvin is not making $10 million a year right. at the NFL Network. Michael Irvin makes a nice salary. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's comfortable. But you know, he's in the studio show where there's like seven other people talking. Right. But Michael Irvin knows, and he's not making, he knows that Stephen A. Smith makes $10 million a year. I don't know what Max Kellerman makes, but you know it's got to be in the seven figures. Oh, yeah. Probably in the $5 million range. You see all these talking hens on ESPN and other shows getting paid big money. You're Michael Irvin. You go on first take, and the crowd goes wild. And some people don't like him. But that shows about arguing back and forth. Who better to argue with Stephen A. Smith than the playmaker himself? Let's go to the tape this morning. I saw this. I watched a whole bunch of the, the cuts. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I stuff. love Jerry Jones. Love him to death. Mm-hmm. Love him to death. Mm-hmm. I, I, I call myself Michael Irvin Jones. I'm his only brother, son. I love Jerry Jones, and I love the Cowboys. I right. love Zeke. Right. You dance. You dance. I'm not. I'm giving you the truth. I'm giving you the truth. I love Zeke. I love Zeke. But I love the star 
more than anything. And the star is not the star without Zeke. So by proxy, that puts me on Zeke's side. We need Zeke. Without Zeke mm. for the star, mm. Christmas is over. Let's just picture Christmas mm. is that beautiful gift that come in December called the Lombardi Trophy. Right. Without Zeke, mm. we got September, mm. no October, November, then you go straight to January. Get rid of December. It is over. This dude is penalized by all the other dudes mm -hmm. who are subpar, less than he is, mm -hmm. less than he is, and, and, and now we gotta pay him according right. to them. I right. think that's totally insane. Mm -hmm. Zeke is worth more to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys will get nowhere without Zeke. Mm -hmm. All Zeke has done mm -hmm. was come in and run the football and lead them to NFC East Championship. Mm -hmm. Two out of the three years. Mm -hmm. I'm on Zeke's side because I own love the star above all. Michael Irvin, Great who's been bloviating about the Cowboys and how they are all at, right. is basically saying you're nothing without Ezekiel Elliott. That's how pathetic you sound. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Wait a second now. Now we talk about the Dallas Cowboys in terms of who I'm going to side with. I'm going to roll with the Cowboys in this. I'm going to sit up there and say, I understand that you need to pay Ezekiel Elliott. My problem is, why can't he wait? What has he done to rush? His misbehavior, getting suspended. Yeah. All right, he was just in the commissioner's office weeks ago. Oh, why by the way, it? oh, by the way, why that Prescott, you why got to it? pay him. Amari Cooper's the number one receiver. Wait, wait, wait. You why got to it? pay why him because you traded for him. Okay? Why is it Why is it when the billionaires do business, we say, hey, that's the business of football. But when the millionaire football players say, we want to do some business too. Oh, what you doing? You is that a rhetorical question or can I answer it? Is that a rhetorical question or can I answer it? Can I answer it? So Zeke is doing the same thing he's doing when he says, you know what? You're not performing up to par. I have to cut my losses. And they cut you. Zeke is saying, I have performed over par and I want my money, so I'm holding out. Can I respond? Can I respond? Yes, you can. I can't. That is not the same thing. Let me tell you why. The billionaires are usually the ones who cut the check, not cash them. So we lament the fact that billionaires aren't dealt with, but we lament it because we're helpless to do anything about it because they're the ones that cut the check. In basketball, for example, I'd give anything to get rid of James yeah, Dolan. Yeah, Guess yeah, what? Yeah, listen, we can't listen, make him listen, sell the team. They, they, so that's the reality right, of the situation. Right. So when so Ezekiel Elliott, even though he's balling, you yourself have been on the record. Right. Raving about the marketing genius that is Jerry Jones. Oh, well, guess is. what? All right, so, so the Dallas Cowboys are going to be yeah. relevant. The Dallas Cowboys are going to get their money Always. without Ezekiel Elliott. Always. So if I'm going to give it to but him, I'm missing can't hold the standing. point here. You're missing the point. It ain't just dollars. It's egos that rises the billionaire to the billionaire. Yes, they got the what? money. That's why they went and bought the team. And the one thing they want to do more than anything is strut around the other billions, uh, billionaires and say, I beat you. Zeke and give him a title to go tell Robert Kraft, I beat you, to go tell what all those other owners. That's the most important part. They got dollars. They can't even spend. They won't that bride. They won't that bride. I'm saddled. I'm not going to try to match your intensity by raising up out of my seat. But I don't need to stand up in order to make my point. Sit down. Now listen to this. Don't try to run off my glory with that story. Come on. There's no such thing. It's an oxymoron to mention the cowboy and glory in the same sentence. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. 
Now here's the deal. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. You talk, listen, listen. You talk about Ezekiel Elliott. He's the one that's going to deliver. I understand it's only been three years. I understand he's led the league in rushing two of those three years. But I don't what see I'm the Cowboys winning any Super Bowl titles what, what, over the last three years. What? It's not like, listen, I'm saying Dak, don't get me wrong. I'm not oh, saying Ezekiel oh, oh, Elliott oh, oh, can't oh, get paid. And, and, and I'm saying the priority should be Dak Prescott first. And I don't have a problem if it's Amari Cooper too, since you gave up first what, what round. Let me tell you what we miss. What we miss. What we miss is Zeke has covered for this team. And, and this, this is the part that, that, that just gets under my nerves because we don't mind paying the Mike Glennon's $20 million a year, $18 million. Oh, I'm on it. We let it go. Nobody don't say, oh, that's too much. We yes, don't I mind did. paying the Sam Bradford's $20, $25 million. I said that too. And they sit on their tank right on that bench all the time. That's right. You, we, don't, we don't mind any of that. Yes, but when a man like Zeke, who has touched the ball more than anybody in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Anybody in the NFL, and he missed six games, more than anybody except the quarterbacks. That's why we pay him so much, because right. they touch the ball so much. Right. I know you hear all the time, the defense wins championship, but the reality is points win. At the end of the game, they do not say who played the best defense. They say who had the most points, and that ball has to go across the goal line to score points, and we give that ball to Ezekiel Elliott, and that's what he does. He takes it across the goal line and he scored two points. That's why you need Zeke more than you need any of that other stuff about, you just talked about. I just about. have a question. I just have a question because obviously <laughs> we have to bring some sensibility to this made, argument. Um, but last time we saw Ezekiel Elliott was in a playoff game against the Los Angeles Rams. How did he do that game? They lost that game. Oh, no, no. They I didn't ask. That is not that my is question. I asked you, how did he do? I didn't say how the Cowboys did. I said, how did he do? When did he do that game? They, they, they did a great job. They did a, they did a great job of stacking the box and slowing down the run. They, they, they did a great job of stacking the box and slowing down mm -hmm. the run. And then they did a great job of moving the Cowboys around. I watched that game. I watched that game very closely, and they made a few plays. Even though all that went on, the Cowboys still had a chance to win that football game. Oh, so that's what we're doing now. They still had a chance to win that football game. So, so, so now, so, so, so now what, what, what I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to you right now. champion right. for the Dallas Cowboys, a Hall of Famer, is there sitting across from me and going like this. We had a chance. There are levels. We had a chance. There are levels. Really? And then there really? are steps. Really? There are levels and then there are steps. I would like to take that rocket shot to the top, but there are levels and then there are steps. We went 7-9, 11-5, and then we got on to a Super Bowl. You got to learn to win on other levels, learn to deal with disappointment on other levels, and then come back so, and regroup so, uh, and say we will finish we this to, race we, this we, year. We That's why it's we so have important to, to get this, Zeke we have, in this we have to end camp this, right we now. Have to Thanks for watching ESPN. Uh. <laughs> That's like Woo! me and a Cowboy fan in a bar somewhere. Wow. As I said, and I know Max Kellerman. Max, sorry, buddy. You're going to become the, uh, who was the guy that got replaced in baseball? I can't remember. It's a le legendary story. Yeehaw. Pip, Wally Pip. The Wally Pip of, of uh, first take. I'm tired just watching it. I'm schwitzing over here. See, that's good stuff now. And that's why I think Michael Irvin knows. Because I know Mike really, really well. And you know that. Oh, one. yes. Mike sees that at the NFL Network, he's not making a million dollars a year. He's not even making a million. Right. And, I, you know, he works on Sundays. And then he does a lot of other games. 
He goes on ESPN every morning. He sees Stephen A. Smith $10 million a year for yelling on TV every day. You don't think, and you'll watch. They'll get a ratings. They'll look at the ratings oh, today. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if the ratings really spike, because there's a lot of competition in that time Absolutely. slot in the morning for guys in boxes on and, TV yelling at one another. Saying, I can yell. Fox is putting on different shows. I mean, there's a gazillion shows on TV now. Guys in boxes, heads in boxes, screaming at one another, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of those guys are former ESPN guys who went to Fox, so they're screaming on Fox Sports 1 now. Well, those guys are screaming on ESPN. But that, I guarantee you, when ESPN sees the ratings from today's appearance, they're going to have to sit down and say. They're, they're going to do one of those things that make you go, hmm. They're going to say. Use your common sense. Exactly. Speaking of common sense and not having any. Is this about me again, Robin? No. Oh. Shall, shall we uh, go down to Florida for the first time today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you know the weekend just ended. That means the Florida stories are like stacked up like the two runways at Los Angeles International Airport when you can see as far back as you can see, especially at night. Two lines of planes at the same time, yo. Down to Florida. Welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. Ah, ah, I can smell the tropical breezes now. Or is that just another dead carcass washing up on a beach somewhere? Here's your correspondent, Miss Robin. Let's go down to Pasco County, Florida. Oh, I love Pasco, Pasco County. County. Yes. They're no longer on live PD, Pasco, the Pasco what? sheriffs. How can they take I don't them know. Off? That's, and that's why I stop boycotting until Pasco County gets back on live PD nation. There's just way too much material down there for them to take Pasco County off. So, Tony, let me set the scene. Set the scene, Robin, because this is a, uh, a audio and visual yes. show. Do we have visual aids for this one? Uh, I will have a visual aid. Okay, in good. So, so, let me set the scene. A man named Steve Ferguson. Not Joe Ferguson, the former Buffalo Bill great quarterback. No, a man named Steve Ferguson had purchased a house as a investment property. He planned to remodel it and then uh, rent it out. Of course, a but, lot of people do that. Right, They're flippers. Of, right, exactly. Flipper. So he said that um, the home located on Shalimar Street. Oh, I love Shalimar. Shalimar Street. Uh, actually, it's too sweet for me. Shalimar perfume. You don't like Shalimar? No, smells like old lady to me, but that's just beside the point. So uh, Ferguson said that the, his house located on Shalimar Street had been burglarized before, so he put up a fence around the property saying no trespassing and installed security cameras. Um, then this last Thursday, he was getting alerts on his phone that showed a video of a man on his property. So he called the police. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just a man on his property, Tony. Who the, else was on his property? A man and his horse. A man and the horse he rode in on? Yes. Now, <laughs> so that's what I have set the, the uh, I've set it up for you all, and now we are going to go to the video. Let's go to the tape, shall we? It's the only way you can decide it. Yes. Steve Ferguson says he knew it was coming. This home he bought as an investment property has been broken into before. The house is vacant. 
there are some unsavory characters that, that live in the area. But no way did he expect what his security system caught on video yesterday. And sure enough, it's a guy with a horse walking through my backyard. Maybe a bicycle or a truck, but a horse? Very surprised. Pasco Sheriff's deputies say the man is 52-year-old Lonnie Maddox. According to an arrest report, he got into Ferguson's house by breaking a back window. Maddox reportedly told deputies he wanted to get a look inside because he wanted to rent it. The report also states he says the horse got into the yard through a broken fence and he went after her. And the guy said, well, I, my, my horse broke into your house, mister, and I had to go in and get her. I said, okay, so she broke into the gate and then the porch and then the house. We saw video that shows Maddox trying to get in through the front door with the horse at his side. By the time deputies got there, the animal had gotten away. Upon arrival, um, I saw the horse running up the street. That's actually how deputies caught Maddox. They say he approached them as they responded to the burglary call and asked if they'd seen a horse. This farm animal call, relatively close to your 20 for a brown horse. She was found a short time later. Oh, okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Ferguson says he'll be ready. Justin. So no, because the the the, the rest of the story is, is not. No, you gotta you gotta let it finish. No. What yeah. the hell happened to the damn horse and the guy the horse he rode in? I on? need to. I need, follow up. So this guy took a horse with him to break in so that he could blame the horse for breaking in. I understand, Robin. Why didn't you let the story finish? It was done. No, it didn't. It sounded like you faded it to black. It just went back to the studio. So that's the whole thing. So it's not take your daughter to work day. It's not take your son to work day. It's take your horse to work day and then have the horse be the scapegoat, so to speak. That's horse shit. <laughs> that's horse shit. I have reaction. I have reaction now. Let's go to the stall right now. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you'll endorse. He's always on a How totally horse. lame are talk you to that Mr. you're gonna, Red. I mean. The horse was an unwilling participant. What was his name? I don't know, Tony. I don't think it had a name. Just like, just like in this song. So they're blaming the horse, but the horse has no name. And they don't even know the horse's name, but they're blaming the horse, of course, of course. Well, no, they're not blaming the horse because it was caught on video showing that the man was the one that broke in. He was just leading the horse to it. As yeah, so someone once said, you can, lead, you can lead a whore to water, but you can't make her drink. No, you can lead a whore to culture but you can't make her drink. Yes, Mr. Ed, a true stable genius, if there ever was one, Robin. <laughs> now, Tony, we was have- Was he Amish? That's another, did the guy have a straw hat on? Did you see it? No, 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 okay. he has a baseball cap. So, Tony, we have, a, we have a reaction on the phone line right here. Let's go to the phones. Hello, do you have a horse uh, update? Uh, who do you like today at the, at uh, at Saratoga? Are they still running, by the way? Hello. Trav. Hello. Oh, he hung up. And there was a horse collar tackle, and no penalty was called, Robin. It should have been an automatic first down, but the officials once again they need preseason too, and they blew that call. 
as Trevor's there now. Tre- is that you? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly now. Good, but let me ask you this question, though. Go ahead. Robin had the damn thing turned down again. I have to give her the first official one today, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a new record for Robin. I must say, this is a new record. Uh, an hour give and her. 28 minutes into the show. I had to turn it down because before, it still had the Florida song on when I started doing the Florida story, Tony. The record, she has never gone two hours and 28 minutes before actually earning her first. You know what? You give it to me, and I'm giving it right back to you because you didn't turn it down. You didn't fade it down, mister. Can we give Miss Robin one of those to make the story go fade to black? Yeah, I got to give her one. For, that's, that's a good one. That's a double. She gets a double header today. Make sure she washes it after that. <laughs> By the way, wait a minute. I have a Saratoga update. Let's go to our track correspondents out there. The great Joe Quills has said, Saratoga isn't running on Mondays this summer. They started it a week earlier because they have construction on the Belmont Park site. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, for all you pony players in the middle of the afternoon who sit in smoke-filled uh, casinos and, and uh, eat, uh, what do you call it, turf clubs around the nation betting on the ponies. No action on Monday at Saratoga and probably no action for you most of the rest of the week, too, if you actually are sitting in a sports book betting on Saratoga on Mondays. Uh, Dean points out, by the way, that that was Tony Math, again, that it is one and a half, not two and a half hours. Did I say I said one and a half, an hour and a half in? One hour and 28 minutes is an hour and a half, (laughs) give give or take two minutes. So I get one. Let me give myself one of these just to feel better. I know, for one hour. Hey, listen, you got to be able to accept criticism. You know, this isn't one Absolutely. of those we made a mistake and we hope the audience didn't catch it shows. I mentioned this earlier. You ever see a TV anchors? They read off the teleprompter. The video doesn't come mm-hmm. up and they stand there like a deer in the headlights. And then they can't say, sorry, That's ladies that. and gentlemen, we had a technical problem. We'll try to get to that tape. How hard is it to do that? You don't have to be Edward R. Merrow to do that. Something happens, something goes wrong, you tell everybody. They should play this. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> exactly right. That man. actually happened to me once. I was doing the, the, the news for the college on TV station. That happened to us once. <laughs> Did you do, were you, like, were you the boom goes the dynamite guy, that uh, that great video from that, the, the young guy that was doing highlights? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that famous, but no. Did that guy ever get it? Does he have a career now? Because that was a while ago. Did that guy ever make it in this business? Or is he like pretty much everybody else who tries to get into the business? He gets one viral moment, which he didn't plan for, by the way. Nowadays, most viral moments people plan for, hoping to become viral. This poor bastard was just doing a TV sports update on some college station, and he did the boom goes the dynamite line, and I haven't heard from him since. Have you? We're going to have to do a search on that. We're going to have to send Brian out an Collins APB. Brian Collins was his name. Brian Ball Collins? State University. At Ball State. Yeah, I am actually looking. Are you I Googling him now? Not, I'm Googling him. I am Googling him right now, Samuel Samuel Time as uh, Miss Robin. All right, let's. Uh, in the meantime, Robin, can we? Uh, what was I going to say? 
Can we play the Boom Goes the Dynamite video to bring back great memories from sportscasters gone wrong years ago? Because <laughs> I love, I love this, I love this video. Everybody making fun of the kid. This is a kid who was trying. He was trying to get his catchphrase game down early. And the one problem that I say to all young people who say, "How do I get in the business? What should I do?" The first thing you should do is focus on the fundamentals. Don't worry about catchphrases when you can't even do an actual lead into a tape. It's pretty much that way. It's like crawl before you can run. And this young man tried to go to uncharted waters young in his career. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Will your child be ready for kindergarten? At Enchanted Care Learning Center, the answer is yes. Our curriculum offers the perfect balance of learning and play. Our teachers personalize that experience for each child through engaging activities that develop the skills they need to be ready for what comes next. Attend an Enchanted Care open house on Saturday, August 3rd from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. To find a preschool near you, click the banner or visit EnchantedCare.com. That's EnchantedCare.com. Let's go to the tape. All State softball team continued to play this weekend, and they were hoping to continue off of their straight three out of four losses. And so we'll take a look and see how that happened. They started off good, but then eventually the Ball State women's, women's team shot down and ended up doing poorly. Oh, no. And okay. we're going to continue on now. The ladies' Cardinals will play an Iowa tournament starting this Friday. Before the Ball State baseball team kicks off its conference season this, we this weekend, the Cards will battle an in-state rival Indiana tomorrow. Tomorrow's oh. game will be the meeting between the two, beating both first. Oh. <laughs> Forgotten how bad this was. I think. I oh my him, god! I think I only saw him on the recap on Tosh Point on Four on. Yeah, nobody's ever you played know, Daniel Tosh. I remember that. One, six of its last seven games tomorrow will be the game three at three p.m. Which switching to Ball State men's tennis, it seems last <laughs> week player on. It seems every week that you have a player. Well, he's apologizing now. I, I, feel, I feel so bad, bad for him. Matt Lawrence is the latest Cardinals tennis player to win the award. Lamar won all this, all the singles and doubles matches last week. So far, the Cardinals have had a player honored on the on the weekly awards. Seven out of the nine, uh, seven out of the nine weeks, the Cards will play at Boise State invite this weekend. The Indiana Pacers are looking for a measure of Is it only all the way tonight. at the end? Against I don't know. I never saw the whole thing. At least we get caught up on all the Ball State to yes. action. won the last Sunday's matchup, 94-85, which left the People Pacers are one game the behind the Chicago. He's picked up the, the pace. So look, he's getting his confidence spot. here. Let's check out the highlights. Let's go to the highlights. That's good. Meanwhile, highlights are being different. I know. Ugh. It's painful. It's painful. I know. I'm sure that this, you, I want all you guys out there, guys and gals doing podcasts, to realize looking good. it's not that easy. He Wait shoots a, a three. No. And it's good. 
That's a good, right, good start right there. Good comeback. Yes, yeah, okay. He's picking Later, up the pace. he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Boom! Boom goes boom. the dynamite. Goes Final the scores in an up with the Pacers, 63 to the net, 61. There you go. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. If you, if now, of course, he's doing morning <laughs> drive in New York City on, uh, on the station. Now, if he's I, I sucked that bad one, but I never did it on TV. I sucked in, a, in an audition tape. I didn't suck. Now, again, that's a college station. So it's yes. not like he was on a TV station that people saw. He was obviously a college kid doing TV at the local college station TV station. And it was a disaster. It was a, it was a train wreck. Well, I'm sure that Brian Collins is really, really happy that we are playing this nationally again. <laughs> it's just, he's like, it had just died down, Tony Bruno. Thanks a lot. He passes it to the man, and boom, goes the dynamite. And here's the thing. Like, he didn't even commit. He had this fantastic catchphrase, and he just sort of, like, gave it away. But you could see, as he got a little more confidence later, he knew he had that highlight package yes. coming up where he had the, the catchphrase already built in. On the second, the three-point shot he had, and then when it was a dunk, or at least it was a good, clean shot, he knew boom. He knew he had to get the boom goes the dynamite in there somewhere. Actually, it should have happened in his first sentence by the producer or somebody in the back room. Should have just blown up the entire set. No, I'm just kidding. He passes <laughs> it to the man. He passes it to the man, and boom. Now, have you done that on college television, college radio, Trevor, up in the 203? Yeah, I, I did something like that, but I know one thing. My my person who ran the TV station burned that tape. All, that's all I know. No, you got to <laughs> save that. you got to save that. I mean, I guarantee, hopefully he got, you know, he, obviously with experience, you get better at doing this stuff. Hopefully he got a yeah. better job, and then he could play that tape and then play his finished product. I had the same thing. I have my tape, which sucked, my first audition tape. And then there's a tape of me on WFIL radio sounding like God. Do we have an update on him, Robin? I do. Oh, we have oh, an I, update. I actually later. do as well. I, I, I do too. Let's have Trevor go to the okay, update you now. Go, you go first, Trev. Since he had his web redemption segment on two, uh, May 24, 2011 uh, episode of Tosh.0, he was then a professional freelance reporter, although he said he had not covered sports since the infamous, infamous 2005 incident. You mean infamous. He's one of... He, Infamous, and he's also that's that's also been in 2009 the Fox uh, best day of sports show period called the number one biggest sports blooper in all of televised sports reporting history. Yes. See, so- I was already gone. See, that's what happened. I leave the best damn sports show. Everybody else, and then those guys went low road and picked on a young man just trying to make his name in the broadcasting industry. So this is just a little background history uh, for Brian Collins that he will absolutely never forget what they're calling his virgin experience in front of live camera. It was was in 2005. He was 19 years old, um, a freshman from Milan, Ohio, attending Ball State University, and he volunteered to do the sports segment on the university TV station after the scheduled anchor for that night, called in sick. Oh, see, so he was like a sub, an emergency. Sorry. So he was an emergency air. sub. He'd never done it before, and on top of everything else, um, the teleprompter operator was also a virgin operator. So he wasn't. The, the, the teleprompter was not being uh, run appropriately. Wow. So he had two things going against him. He didn't know how to recover. Um, that original video was viewed over 10 million times. Did he get any money out of this at least? Now somebody gets 10 million views on on the Internet, they become a millionaire. All these slapdicks out there putting viral videos together, 
doing stupid stuff. Not AC Milan, no. He's not working for AC Milan. So the reason why you see him stumbling <laughs> over things is that um, the the new tech working the teleprompter accidentally fast forwarded through the entire script. No. And so he was only able he was he was only able to make out random words before they quickly disappeared off the screen. Although he did admit um, in an interview with uh, Gene Wojnikowski of ESPN that the typewritten pages were right in front of him for emergencies, but he just lost his mind. Yeah, because, you know, when I was doing this TV stuff, you have the printed copy, and then it's on prompter as well. And so, obviously, he's thrown into a situation. He's a freshman. Yes. Everything goes wrong around him. Everything went wrong. And then he crashes and burns. Now, get this. So, he apparently received hate mail after this. What? Yes. He was subject That's to an outrage. It is an and outrage. harassment, although it's his, an outrage. Although his screw ups, thank God, predated Twitter and Facebook, um, or at least that they were just in the in, in their infancy. So it could have been a whole lot worse. But he did get hate mail from people, um, and he got lots and lots of phone calls. You know what that was? You have a literal dumpster fire. I mean, that's what it was, and this, it happens to this show a lot too. You know, you got to rebound from that stuff. The show must go on, as someone once said. Who was it that Absolutely. said that? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I was just saying. I just forgot. I forgot who it was. Anyway. That's who good. That's that. a good. So he's still doing freelance stuff, huh? Yeah. No. So get this. He actually had the guts to get in front of the uh, camera again. Hold on a second. I'm gonna have to pull Wait, it. We up. have a follow-up tape. I have to pull it up on. Oh God. <laughs> Speaking of tattoos, yes, do you have a I tattoo? Got a tattoo I, I have two tattoo ideas. Do you have any you tattoos right now, Trev? Do you have any tattoos? No, my buddies want me to do it. I've got a bachelor party coming up on the day of the fantasy fest I'm trying to going to. Are you getting a Hartford to... Yard Goats tattoo by any chance? No, I was thinking maybe a hockey puck smashing, like, like blasting through my leg. A like three, a you got to do a yeah, 3D hockey puck looking like it's burst through your skin because... If you've seen it on YouTube, there's a site with all these great 3D uh, tattoos. They're incredible. They have like things come zippers coming comes things coming out of a zipper on your leg. There's one that like looks like it's wood a wood carving. Yeah, like it's the, incredible the, her, her, stuff. It's, it's man. a woman who looks like she has like a filigree wood carving, and her leg is hollow. You got a Hartford Whaler, old Hartford Whaler uh, tattoo you can put on your back. Now here's here is his. I was thinking more of a, a Roy Holiday like thirty four or maybe a Jeremy Roenick ninety seven. That would be kind of funny. Why would you get Jeremy so. Roenick tattooed on your body? He's not going to give you anything. <laughs> oh, he'll buy you a drink, or, probably. No, no, Jeremy's no, a great. He'll buy you a drink if he's up in the uh, Greater Absolutely. Connecticut area. It's ridiculous. Uh, greater New England area, New England area. Exactly. So, what's your thoughts on Pat McAfee going on the ESPN doing college football on Thursday night? I love it. I love Pat McAfee. He's one of the most incredible emerging talents, former punter. Everybody knows he worked with Barstool for a while, and then he had a, a yeah. fallout. He had a big fallout with Barstool, so he said, screw this. I'm, I don't need Barstool. He did his own show. He's doing a WWE thing where he's getting hit. I actually sent him a congratulatory tweet this morning. I said, just don't allow anybody to hit you with the Plinko stick anymore. I know that's not what it was called. <laughs> But he had this bit with the WWE cats. Did you see that a couple of weeks ago where he got whipped in the back? Whatever that yeah. stick is called that they used at uh, Kendo some... stick. What's it called? Kendo stick. A kendo stick. Something you see in ECW from exactly. back in the day. I love the, uh, I love the kendo stick. I, I prefer the, uh, the magic stick because I can hit it once, I can hit it twice, as somebody once said. 
and he got hit in the back, and he got a big welt on it. So Pat's great. He's, he's, he's an amazing talent. He, he's he, you know he's going to be on ES. He was on doing stuff on Fox. I know this is college football on Thursday night. He's going to be doing. He's going to be in the booth. I think it's a great addition because that's what they need is more personality. You got to have personality. They need that on Monday Night Football too. They really need that. I think he should have gone on to the Monday Night Football. You would have made that Monday Night's great again. I, I think I think he may be a little. Even though it's the same company, it's ESPN Disney. I think that they thought you know let's ease him in on college football, uh, and. You know, see how it goes. Because he's a rising star. There's no doubt about it. Anybody who's heard him, he's, he's crazy. He's funny. He's smart. He gets it. He's an athlete who was a punter. And he gets it. So just proving. It's not just about people always want to hire the star quarterback because he's a glamour boy, big man on campus. and then Or the them, running back or the wide Exactly. Because <laughs> those guys are the, the big stars. This guy was a punter, and he's better than most of them. For, for the Let's be honest. All the running backs, all the quarterbacks, as soon as they retire – they immediately throw them on TV, hoping that they can do the job. And then in many cases, most of them actually, they realize they can't. Just because they're great quarterbacks doesn't mean they can be great broadcasters. And you see offensive linemen. You see punters with great personalities. You see, you know, look at John Dornboss, a long snapper. He's great, yes. And it is ECW, no doubt about it. One who's not great, McNabb was not great on um, commentary, I'll say that. (laughs) No, McNabb was okay, but then he got himself in trouble all the time and kept getting arrested for DUIs and stuff. Yeah. He was doing okay. And luckily, you know, yeah. time passes on, and then he moves and gets another job. That's how it works in this business. But ECW is right. Man, every time Absolutely. I drive by the ECW arena, I bow. I stop the car, I get out, and I genuflect in front of the great <laughs> building. The 2300 Arena, it's called now, Robin. Uh-huh. But I always, it'll always be the ECW arena to me. ECW. 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 And then the guy, the guy, the guy Joey Styles would go, oh, my God. Remember that? Yes, I do. Favorite announcer. One of my favorite announcers is Mr. Jim Rock. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Is he still doing stuff, Joey Styles? Is he with WWE? No idea. I'm, I need to get a more and WWW knowledge right there, man. And AEW. Oh, absolutely. Which will be so. on TNT this fall. They already announced it. TNT will be. We had Jim Ross on a couple yep. weeks ago. They got TNT. They will be on Thursday Night Wrestling on TNT. That's a big, big I'll opportunity. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. Give you an alternative to watch. It's Monday Night Football is going on. Exactly. Right. No, it's going to be on Thursdays on TNT, not Mondays. Oh. It'll be going up against college football is going to be on Thursdays, NFL is going to be on Thursdays, and wrestling is on Thursdays. So, awesome, awesome stuff. At least it's not a channel that everyone could find. It's been on all the hotels. Exactly. Let's be honest with that. And don't forget BBWs. That's another new network that I'll be starting later on this fall once we get the <laughs> Slump Busters. Slump Busters need action, too. Hey, Trevor, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you, man. Let's, let's get it back to the Eagles. Let's get it back now to Tattoos and Taz and, and Tommy Dreamer, who I had a chance to meet last year. Remember Tommy Dreamer was at this event at oh, the yeah, old yeah, 2300 yes, yes. Arena. Tony Luke was doing a boxing thing for, obviously, to help those people who are fighting. With it was when the uh, his his he was joining the It was the one-year anniversary of Tony the passing of Tony Luke's right. son. And obviously, Tony Luke Sr. now, Tony Luke Jr., I should say. His and dad is a, senior. There's an opioid crisis uh, hashtag that's called Brown and 
brown and white or brown and tan or something like that. That is a, it's a hashtag. I'll have to look it up again, but um, it's for, for helping fight the opioid crisis. Yes. And then then Tommy Dreamer was there and he got up in the, in the ring and, and talked and we talked afterwards and talked a lot about wrestling and stuff. So that's about where my, where my wrestling Following the modern day stuff ended uh-huh, was, was the right ECW stuff. Now I know I know the big name, but now you turn on I turn on wrestling. I have no idea who any of these people are yeah, anymore. There's so many other of them. than the Cena's, and they bring those guys back. They bring back right. John Cena. Well, they speaking bring of bringing back, just so that we can give him his own little due, this is Brian Collins. Now, um, no, this is not now. So now he's a content producer. He's not. He's given up being in front of the camera. But okay. this was him. Then he's qualified to be on the show then, basically. (laughs) This is the second time he did, and it it looks like it's a weather-related based upon by the still shot. But um, this is him doing in front of the camera. Now, how long after his 2005 freshman at Ball State debacle? Uh, I will double-check, but let's watch this really quick, see how he's doing. worried about when the snow gets compacted down becomes a lot more ice-like. The bigger the band, the more money that's generated. In this case, Lincoln Park has brought in tens of thousands of fans, which will generate hundreds of thousands of dollars. Schools like this one are already trying to meet those standards with healthier meals. For example, brown rice, salad, bananas, all part of a normal meal that you'll find here at this elementary school. Most of the See, that's actually pretty good. No, that's good. So, so he, you know, it was clear that it was just overwhelming first night. And it's his first job, yeah. and it's his college freshman. And so he found something that he obviously is more suited or more comfortable doing. Yes. Which is going out and doing live. And by the way, doing live reporting is much more difficult than sitting in front of a teleprompter in exactly. a studio. And just being fed And the lines. reading stuff that somebody else wrote for you. He's out there doing stuff. So good for him. I'm yes. glad there was a happy so ending So now there. The, he is a content producer at a place called Premier Content Source in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, that's why our buddy AJ should know him. Yeah, so that's what – but he's not in front of the camera anymore. He just does – he's behind the camera. But he actually – Wasn't that on camera video. stuff? Because I didn't see was, the video. So. But this was this was from um, – But these were like s- reports from a scene somewhere. Yeah, Where, he, one sounded like it was weather because I didn't see the video. So he's on camera. He's not just doing – No, no, no. So None of that was, was on camera? This was after he graduated. He got a job with an ABC affiliate in Texas. And then now he's working behind the scenes in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. But the things you just played, since my monitor is dark. That was when he was in Texas. Was he on camera? Yes. Okay, so then he did some on-camera stuff, yes. which was live reporting, which just like doing live play-by-play is very difficult, harder than sitting in a studio exactly. and reading from a tele. Even I could read from a teleprompter. Well. But we I actually wrote my own stuff when I read it. Did you? When I was at ESPN, we did, except for the highlight packages. The highlights were always separate on a piece of paper that uh-huh. had, they were called shot sheets, and then you would know when they go to the tape. To, that's what the cuts were, and so you, you would improvise, watch it, and read off the sheet because that wasn't on the prompter. But I think, I mean, anybody, anybody that's ever done teleprompter work knows that it can really, really screw you up if you are reading off a story and suddenly something happens, whether the teleprompter goes out or they skipped a page, and you'll see outtakes from newscasters oh, yeah, and everybody. Yeah. They're like, ah, uh, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> or, back, 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 back. No, that's stop. a different thing. Yes. 215-462-8669. 215-462-TONY. Robin posted something this morning, or was it last night, about sleeping on the side of the bed stuff. Yes, okay. So where did you get this story from? So that came from a um, somebody that, that – hold on a second. Let me go find it. because Actually, it's actually that guy, he, he, that, what's his name again, the young man, Dean? 
Brian. Brian Collins. Brian Collins, not Don Collins. Brian Collins uh-huh. is doing content. Yes. Apparently, they uh, they approached him to be the new head of CNN, but they told him he was way too qualified to get the hell out. But um, bum. Beautiful. I'm going to not Doug Collins, of course, or Tom Collins, or name of the 72 million people you know with the name of Collins. So anyway, somebody posted a thread that I replied to, and it was about how they know somebody who... Did you slide into their DMs? Um, no, okay. but, they, but they know somebody, a friend of theirs, was talking about how he and his wife uh, take turns sleeping. They never know what side of the bed they're going to be sleeping on. So they just get into bed, and then sometimes they're on one side, sometimes they're on the other, and they just trade off and on. There's no rhyme or reason right. to it. And I replied going, oh, hell no. That would just not have worked. And thank God, Tony, when, I, when you and I first started dating, you, as far as I were concerned, were already on the correct side of the bed. There's no correct side of yes. the bed. It's the side that you prefer. That's what I'm saying right. is that I prefer the if you're if you're laying in bed, I prefer the left side and you already preferred the right side so that there was no situation in the situation room. And we and never had to call in uh, what's his name? Wolf Blitzer to, sit, to get the situation room straightened out. Because there would have been I think that that would have been a serious issue because I can't sleep on the other side of the bed. Now I want to know from the people out there, you know, I hate polls and surveys and lists and that stuff. No Mount Rushmore's of bed positions. I could sleep on either side of the bed, but I always sleep on which side would that be, Robin? If so you're looking at the bed from the from the front of the, the back no, of the bed. If you're if you're laying down in bed, right. you always sleep on the right. Does that make me right brained or left brained? So this the, the here I found the thread. So the thread started by Jeff Stein. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not Ben a, Stein. No, no, no. He's he's a Washington Post economics reporter journalist, mm-hmm. and so he posted several months ago. Uh, a couple we are friends with said they don't sleep on the same side of the bed every night. As in every night when they get into bed, they don't know who will sleep on which side. So yeah, we'd both do. I, mean, I think most people do. Like, even when we travel, you go to a hotel, we always stay in. It's the same. Yes. Now, when I go, when I'm alone, I take the whole damn bed. It doesn't matter. No, you don't. You still sleep I on I still the sleep on the same side, but I. a six-inch sliver that, that you always sleep on for whatever reason. But. Um, no, I don't prefer the bottom. Thank you very much. Uh, Honestly, like, I can't. I, and then people were replying saying that. <laughs> I mean, they had all sorts of different re- responses, but... Um, and it has nothing to do with closest to the bathroom side or closest to the window. Because in some places, there's no window there. It's just you always sleep on that... And no door. And no door. Then you're in the haunted mansion, and then you, you know, there's only one way out, and that's up through the top. Yeah, so I mean... As you climb so, up that rope and so get that body off it. I thought this was really... So one person replied that he and his wife, we sleep, we swap sides, but only in hotel rooms. So whenever they go to a hotel, really, for whatever reason, how is that possible? I don't know. And I want to know from people. I want to know your deepest, darkest bedroom secrets today on Maury. Deepest, darkest 
bedroom sleeping positions. Now this is this is by a woman named Jane. Who this is actually this is my daughter. This is how my daughter. Your daughter's. I thought her name was. Uh, no, my my daughter and her, her name's fiance. Not Jane. This is how they determine what side of the bed is. Um, uh, perfectly reasonable. Murderer side equals near to the door or large windows. Safe side is near the bathroom and far from the door so that the man sleeps on the quote-unquote dangerous side and then the woman sleeps on the safe side. That's not how it works, Robin. I, I agree. Now, I'm that way when it comes to walking down the street. I'm old school. I always walk you on do. this traffic side. I always walk on the car side. I see guys now don't even, probably don't even aware that that's what you're supposed to do. There's no law. Although no. there should people should be tied. I think Mayor Kenny here looking for more ways to tax people. Any man walking with a woman who walks on the inside of the street side mm-hmm. should get a ticket and fined. Three hundred dollars minimum for a first offense. So, so having the woman walk on the street side is is wrong, which is what y- you're totally old school that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm crossing the street. And if you cross the street, you will actually. I'll uh, actually go, go to the correct yeah. side. Yes, that's the correct side because the man technically is putting himself in harm's way. Although that's probably not accepted anymore in today's woke world of, men and women are equal. We are women are equal to me, but I always still use the old school. I still like to open doors. Mm-hmm. I still like to I walk on the correct side yep. of the street all the time. And when I say dudes, correct side, it's really funny. Now here, this is this is funny. So it's somebody named David Allen, and I totally agree. Twenty-two years, six houses, five dogs, two mattresses, same side of the bed, always. Let me give him one of these, ladies and gentlemen. I do have to make one comment, though. Uh, it's not because I'm. It's not about chivalry to me. It's just about comfort. Um, I have to make a comment though. Only twenty two mattresses in twenty two years, dude. Dude. No, some people. We had. I had a mattress for ten years. Then I had one for two weeks. You know, it depends. You know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> now there, there, there was an interesting comment. I can't find it now though. That somebody said that they only switch sides when somebody has insomnia, and apparently that helps with their insomnia. It, no, it doesn't. Hey, I'm just quoting what people said, but I'm I'm with the. You know, I never even thought of it when I started sleeping on that side of the bed. I never even. Now, did you was, and your ex-wife? Did you sleep? Were you already yes. on that side? See, see, what would have happened? But it wasn't that I thought of it. It was just it happened. But now, when I when I was growing up here on the very street where we we're doing this show from, yes. there was only one side of the street. I slept in a single bed. Right. So there was no right side or wrong side. I rolled to one side and hit the wall. I rolled to the other side. I'd fall off the bed See, on I'm a single bed. They call those. They, what do they call? They don't call them. They don't call them twins now. What do they call them? Is that that's a, yeah, twin, that's a twin bed, right? That's a twin bed. Well, how can they be twin beds if there's just one bed? Like when you're looking for sheets, twin bed is one bed. I know that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense because it's a twin, which is already like the implication is two, and then there's a double, which is. Trevor says, I'm more of a curled up against the wall sleeper. It's just it, the I I was thinking back to my wow. childhood trying to figure out <laughs> there's one time where I had a slightly bigger bed than a regular twin. And I I take up the entire doesn't matter how big the bed is. I'm all over the place. <laughs> what are you laughing? No, at? the comments, of course, as per usual, just brilliant. We have the most astute audience maybe in the history 
of broadcasting entities. <laughs> now, now, there's also some uh, pretty uh, bizarre minds, too, which we thank, we're thankful. When Macaulay Culkin slept at Michael Jackson's, were they argue about which side of the bed they slept on? That's, of course, from uh, 91 Sixers. Uh, now that's just wrong. That's just wrong. That so yeah, no, wrong. I'm, I'm, I can't imagine switching sides every night. That would just be really disconcerting. Now, if there's more than two people in the bed, oh, then where do you sleep? I still sleep in the same place. Everybody yeah. else can get their own. I can't spot. sleep in the middle. I get too hot. Really? Yeah. Somebody else has to sleep in the middle. It doesn't matter. There's, nobody really sleeps when there's more than two people in the bed. Well, at you a certain time, saying? you know, you fall asleep. You're exhausted <laughs> after a very active night. I will not be sleeping in the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly right with Macho Man. Exactly right. 215-462, Tony is the number. 215-462-8669. We're talking about what side of the bed. Did you get up on the wrong? What happens if you wake up on that side and it's the wrong side of the bed? That's another one of those uh, sayings that never made any sense to me. Did you get up on the wrong side of the bed today? Let's go to Blind Mike. Well, I don't think cares what side he sleeps on. Right, Mike? Do you care what side yeah, of the right. bed? Yeah, What's up, bud? How are you, um, No, you want to hear something funny? It's not, not, only, not only with that, it's the side of the bed. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'll sleep on the left. The side of the bed that's nearest the door, if I'm dating somebody, mm-hmm. I have this phobia about me where I want to make sure I'm, you know, protecting the woman kind of thing. And then when I'm by myself, I sleep on my stomach, and here's why. When I was younger, I could never sleep on my back because I used to have too many dreams about um, falling backwards upside down from, like, a whatever, a 10th floor or something like that. It scared the hell out of me, man. Like, but then here, I'm the same person that my first roller coaster was the sea sharp in Wildwood. Oh, wow. So, I mean, tell me that doesn't make sense. But, no, nah, it's... it's that's always been a thing with me. I, I, can, I can't sleep on my back. Like, I can't either, believe so it or not. That's why I always worry crazy. about I always worry about if I had to be in the hospital for an extended stay for more than like a day, I don't know how I'd yeah. do it unless they kept me because I cannot sleep the normal way, which is laying back, your head on a pillow, fall asleep. I always sleep in the on a, I always sleep in the fetal position. Yes. So I don't, I don't know, and you know, and then in the middle of the night I move around. I move Hardly to one though. side. You mostly like ninety percent of the night you sleep in the fetal position, facing this the side of the bed. Right. Which is crazy. But then sometimes my shoulder will hurt, and then I'll turn around and go. But I don't know what I'm doing. I got to put one of those secret. We have to have a webcam in our bedroom, <laughs> so people can watch me. You know when they show those videos yeah, right. for the sleep apnea classes? Yes. They show people tossing yeah. and turning and all over the bed, and the sheets are flying. Actually, I would be kind of curious to see what it would look like. If if I'm right, they they got a pen. They got a pen sleep center down at um, I think it's a sleep center down at Presbyterian. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, there's there's sleep centers everywhere to to help people try to figure out what's going wrong. Sleep apnea. A lot of people have CPAP machines. There's there's a lot of different things. How does that work? Do they actually video people like that? Oh yeah. Watch the. No, I've seen I've seen some of the I've seen some of the TV reports where they show the patients in bed when they're watching them yep. to try to figure out what's going on. So And then they hook you up to electrodes to see like exactly. what your breathing patterns are, uh, how much o- oxygen your body is receiving at any point in the night, all those types of things. Sure. I would be very curious to find out what I how cuz I have a feeling I'm like octopus woman, you know, just all over the place, <laughs> flailing. Yeah. Ex- 
It depends on your dreams. It depends on what you've been going through, and a lot of times you've been going through a lot of stress, and then you have you got to lay down to sleep, and you have these dreams, or you know, in your subconscious, subconscious, the stuff that you don't remember. Well, you the, start kicking and whatever the other night, might, whatever might. The other night, I woke up early in the morning, and I was crying. I my pillow was actually wet, so I was crying in my sleep, and I, it was because I was having an argument with Tony. I was so mad at him that I ended up crying, and I had to relax and go. Wait a minute, that was a dream. That wasn't real. He didn't. He didn't really piss me off. <laughs> it's okay. One thing I know, Mike, we can all agree on. We can all agree on this: never sleep on the wet spot. Yes. I mean that's a, yeah. that's a dilemma. See if my side of the bed. Has a wet spot, then what do I do? I'm in a, I'm in a bad yeah. situation right there. Yeah, that's no, just conclude, poor conclude. planning on your part. That's what that is, Tony. Yeah, I got. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a request. I need you to play because I talked about the sea serpent. Yeah, that's. I always, I, I always think about the, that's my favorite, my favorite roller coaster in Wildwood. And I always think about the, every time I hear this song, it's called uh, "I Want My MTV" or "Money for Nothing." I'm sorry, by Dire Straits. I always think about the sea serpent. That song was playing when I got on there when I was a kid, and I just wanted to hear that. <laughs> uh, we'll play you a special request for you. We'll play it. We'll play that. That's cool, man. Awesome. Well, we'll play it as that, uh, as as we let you go, Mike. Thank you so much for calling in with your opinion. Thanks. No problem. Thanks. Money for nothing. Now this is the wrong. Yeah, this is the wrong. I know. It's the Sultans of Swing, which I played last week. By the way, we had a big block of Dire Straits. Here I got. Play. I got here. Now, I did not know this. I just found this out. We were talking because your nephew, Michael, just got his CPAP machine machine for the first time. He says he's sleeping. He's actually finally sleeping. He didn't realize how bad his sleep apnea was. I did not know that that's what Reggie White died from. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people didn't find out, didn't know right away. And it's, it's, it's become, obviously, it's happened all the time, but now we're more aware of it because of sleep centers and people, doctors, yeah. examining people who have problems sleeping, breathing problems. You know, a lot of people die in their sleep. Yeah. And they're not just old people because they die of natural causes. And they don't even know. I would be curious. I know that there are apps that you can uh, purchase and download with, a, with like little attachments for your phone so that your phone will actually kind of do a monitoring yeah. service for you. I'd be curious. I really would be. I don't want my NPTV anymore. No? No. Who watches MTV, really? Nobody. Because it's not music anymore. It's I don't know what it is. This is a long intro, though, Robin. i got to get my drumsticks out again. Somebody sent me a link. There's actually air drumsticks that you can buy now. No. Yes. i got to find that. Oh, that's going to go up on your wish list for sure. Air drumsticks. Can you look those up? I may have to okay. put those. I don't usually ask for personal things on the Amazon wish list. If you follow the show, we do have our Amazon wish list. Most of the stuff is equipment to help us make this show better. But this is a good air drum song, right? But air guitar is still my, my forte. Yeah, it's a great pickup line now, Robin. You walk into a bar. One from Cali, 259 or 209 says, "Great pickup line. Hey, baby, what's your sleep number? I got a temp of Pete, Look at them yo-yos. 
digital They had a lot of good songs. You know, people think this is just it had Walk of Life, which is a great song. The Sultans of Swingers. Oh, no, that was a different song. That was, a, that was the uh, remake. Delivery. Oh, they have many different types. I'm going to have to do some. Of air uh, drums? Drumsticks? Yeah, so they have a kid's electric drumsticks, lightweight air rhythm sticks. Oh, man. I got to have but some But those, those look, they almost look really fat and like a wand. Now, that's what they situation. use in the Harry Potter movies. I read that, that what's-his-face in the Harry Potter movies uh-huh. like kept breaking all of his drumsticks and his, uh, uh, what his did he wands? have? The magic wands? Yeah. Because he would use them as drumsticks and oh, break them all the time. <laughs> I, did not, yes. I did not read that. And then they have these called uh, rock sticks that are light-up, multicolored drumsticks. Oh, man. Um, the so possibilities are endless, Robin. I know. And then they have, oh, where did it go? There's, uh, and and those are not as expensive, but then they actually have some really, really, like $180 adult. So those were the children's toys. And then they also have these uh, really expensive ones for adults that are called aerodrums. Air drums, air drumming percussion instrument for 180 bucks. Oh, that's too much. I spent that. I'll bust, um, one of well, I'll bust one of those things like the first I day know, I use seriously. it. seriously. But it includes... It includes a high-speed camera to capture your air drumming. That's Dude, ridiculous. what the hell? Like, where do you play it on? I'll play it right here on the uh, on the counter. I used to have a whole ton of drumsticks. You know, I played the drums as a kid. I actually took lessons. Oh. But I don't have. I can't okay. know where my sticks are. This is this is what it is. So it actually visually, the the camera superimposes drums in the air and then there's these things these like foot pedals that you strap sensors that you strap onto your feet so that you're actually doing the pedals at the same time and it's a that's way too complicated yeah it's like a green screen type of idea i guess it's midi compatible no i just want sticks yes i saw sticks sticks that actually either light up or make noise when you use yeah then i could just get you know i can get unfortunately the music store which is literally 25 feet from our house. I could have walked over there and had as many drumsticks as I wanted because he had a. It was a music store, and I never thought Electric to go in there and buy drum any. Drumsticks. Well, Air drums and skin flute being sent in the next Amazon box. Now come on now. <laughs> we got plenty of skin kids, flute around here. We, we don't Discovery need that. Discovery Kids digital drumsticks, battery-powered electronic air drum kit with LED lights and multiple built-in instruments. You could actually have more than. More than one type of instrument, Tony, and it lights up at the top. Oh, how much is it? $19.99. Oh, that's great. Sold. Sold. But if you act now, do I got a second stick absolutely free it because plays I'll break? Drums, cymbals, beats, and more. Oh, man, I love the bad beats. In the dark, like Not bad have... beats, though. I'll wait, for, I'll wait for Scott Van Pelt to give me those. It allows kids to literally create drum beats out of thin air or Tony Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Putting it on the wish list right now. No, I don't want pixie sticks. Uh, you, you ever have pixie sticks, Robin? With sugar. A, yeah. It's just flavored oh, sugar. That's man, all that's it nasty. is. Chicks for free. This is the eight and a half minute version. 
I don't play the guitar though, or the sitar. All right, it is officially on there, Tony Bruno. You got it on there now? Yep. 1999 or 95, Robin? 1999. Is, so it, is it available for Amazon Prime free shipping? Uh, yes, it is. So if I don't have to wait for it to come from China. You know, I could call I could call uh, Mark Summers because he's a Nickelodeon guy. Yeah. He could probably hook me up with these. Well, this is Discovery Kids. I don't. Oh, know I thought that, you said Nickelodeon. No, no. I'm sorry. Discovery Kids. So. For those of uh, for those of you who are not familiar, we have an Amazon wish list on our info page, and it has all sorts of lovely items on there, ranging in variety of prices. And um, we've had many, many, many fans purchase us some amazing things. Um, and why are we are able to bring a lot of this show to you? Exactly, because in living color, by the way. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, I remember the Dixie. The Dixie Sticks, and I remember the there Pixie was a, Sticks. There was a, there was you another. Uh, yeah, I want to break something. It was something yes. called Dippin' Dippin' something. Not Dippin' Dots. No, so it was like Dippin' Sticks. Dippin' Sticks, is that what it was? Yeah, there was Dippin' Sticks. Then, like on one side of the package was a pink, uh, like it almost looked like a tongue depressor made out of candy, and then there was a couple of different bags. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. With with different, and it was pretty much the same. Uh, pixie stick sugar stuff that you would then you'd lick the yeah. stick and then and you would all, dip we, it in. All, all kids did that crazy stuff. We all had that stuff. Was that called fun dip? I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember uh, getting really high on sugar off of that. <laughs> That's what we all did. The worst were the wax filled things with the liquid in it. You know, they looked like wax sticks, but then you you would bite them off and then you would drink this sugary liquid in it. You haven't seen those? I don't remember. The those. Yeah, they probably still have them. They were made out of wax. And inside, there were different colors, green, red, orange, yellow. Uh-huh. They were nasty. But we as kids liked them because you would bite it off, you would drink the juice, and then you would start chewing the wax container oh, itself. Sure that you that didn't swallow really it. No. You would just chew the wax afterwards, and then you'd throw it on the street and let it melt nicely okay. so that people can step on it when they're walking on a hot pavement Here's in the city. Here's one that you, you would never think of. Do you remember in a tube, there was like this, uh, it smelled like petroleum, and it was a, uh, and you, you you got a tube, like a little miniature um, uh, toothpaste tube, and a straw, and you would squeeze. With the bubbles, yeah, and then you yeah, would blow you'd it and make a bubble. Out and you would, but it smelled like petroleum. Yes, it made you high. It made you really high, and so you would you would put you would take a piece of that that plastic rubbery stuff. And you put it in a ball, and you yep. put it at the end of the tube. And it was pink, and then you put it on there, and then you blow and it then and make you a would bubble. Bl- bl- and uh, before it popped, and then after it popped, if you were really crazy and you were really high already, you would like chew on the the plastic. Nah, that's nasty. Because it was like that's why they have all these mesothelioma ads every night now for people. I people did all kinds of crazy shit with asbestos and stuff that we played with as kids. And it would make the most amazingly beautiful bubbles that would stay because then you would pinch it at the end. Oh, so yeah, I remember stay. all that stuff. And then you would smell it and get even higher. and Yeah. And you get addicted to those things. And yeah. I can't find Those things were awesome. They still sell that stuff. There's Do all they? kinds of stores that sell all those retro candies. Including the wax <laughs> ones. Jackson says, "Sounds like chloroform." I, uh, who knows? But I remember I was really good at those uh, blowing up those balls. Well, I mean bubbles. Excuse me. 
What were they called? Which one? Oh, they, the little, they probably still sell them. You're right. There was a little tube. That was where the uh, goo was. But it was some sort of chemical tube because of it really smelled. Bubble. And then there was a little straw. These, these aren't big straws. Yeah, they were these tiny. These little They're straws. And then you would take a little dab of it, put it on the top, and then you would use your hand to make sure it was on there. Plastic bubbles. Plastic bubbles. Here we go. See, now they make them in non-toxic. Those aren't as fun. <laughs> non-toxic, no chemical order. These wimpy kids today, why won't, we, why won't we subject them to the same type of toxic chemicals that we grew up with? It didn't affect us, did it? Hell no. There's people that are going, what that? There's like young people that are younger. Blowing up balls. They're like, what the Excuse hell are you me while about? I whip this out. I'm not, huffing. I'm not talking about getting the testers glue and then sniffing it. That's that was dumb See, stuff. This one, this is very, uh, very few toxic chemical smell and slight plastic odor. That is not the one that we want. We want the one that, that we want the full strength. We want some tiny bubbles up in here. Tiny bubbles. <laughs> Make me warm all over. Well, I ain't no Don Ho, Ho. Great was Don Hall. That's back when you could say ho and not get in trouble. Make me happy. Make me happy. seeing the ones that are like green, red, yellow, blue, but I remember, I remember that because, it, I think it was because it had probably petroleum in it, that it would then change, it would have like multicolored when it was, when it hit the sun. I can, I can assure you and pretty much guarantee you right now, that even if you are on vacation on the big island or all the other islands, that no one else on the planet is playing Don Ho's Tiny Bubbles at this time. Do you ever wonder, like when you watch a weird movie at night? And I don't mean on cable because obviously other people. Right. But a movie that you that you own uh-huh. on DVD. And you're wondering if anybody else. And is you're watching-, watching it, and you're thinking, I wonder if anybody else on Earth is watching the same. And I'm not talking about current hits. I'm talking about a fringe movie that you may have. Uh huh. I'm not talking about big movies. And you put it in the DVD player, and I'm not even talking about porn. You and you wonder, could I possibly be the only person on Earth watching this at this exact same moment? You mean like the Oingo Boingo movie that I was telling you guys about? Yes, nobody's yeah, watching that. I, we can assure you that there's nobody on the no. face of the Earth. I don't even at, know at how many, any time that's yeah. watching that, let alone right now. I'm, but they probably, I'm, they probably, I bet you in Hawaii somewhere, you know, there's some like vacation resort. Where they're probably busting some oh, Don Ho. Oh, I'm Hall, sure. There's right? probably Tiny Bubbles playing somewhere in Hawaii at Melakalikimaki, all times. Melakalikimaki, even though it's not Christmas, they're playing that in, in Hawaii too, right? Absolutely. And what's the other big song out there in Hawaii that they play? Um, the guy, the, uh, the, the Hawaiian oh, the, guy. The, the, yeah, the uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yes, that dude who passed is, away. Wasn't his name Is? I think it was. I mean, everybody's done that song. But he's done the most memorable version of it. Somewhere over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. It's Israel. Kama, 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 <laughs> That's what it is. That's his name. Not Kawakami. Not Tim Kawakami. Of course, the uh, 
the baseball writer, or the football writer, actually. Israel Kamakawini Ole. Kamakawino Ole. Say that fast five times. You're saying it like he's Hispanic. No. Kamakawino Ole. Kamakawino Ole. Hi. No, he's not Asian. He's Hawaiian. He's a Pacific Islander, Robin. Not a New York Islander. But, and he's now no longer alive. He passed away. No, I know. I mentioned that. Israel is is IZ Israel Kamakawa Ole That's good right there Robert Thank you You got to get the Ole Kamakawa Ole Dean checks in of course Remember when you used to blow bubbles as a kid I saw him the other day he says hi Oh Play oh, tiny. We just played Tiny Bubbles. Under the Rainbow, funny movie. Yes, that is. Do you remember that one? No. Under the Rainbow was a spoof movie on. Um, uh, on uh, the Wizard of Oz. On the Wizard of Oz, and it had all of. Or was a it a porn version? No, no, uh, no, no, no. It was a comedy. Was it the new Pennsylvania Lottery scratch-off game? It was a comedy with who was there? Who was in it? I didn't uh, see it. Under <laughs> the Rainbow. With. Chevy Chase. I didn't see it, Robin. Um, Not Bowfinger, no. That was different. <sighs> By the way, we have hockey update today, Robin. A stunning development in the National Hockey League. But to some people, it won't be that big of a deal when you look at what else is going around in the National in Hockey the na- League. Well, before me- we go to hockey really quick, yes. let, me play, let me play the um, the trailer for Under the Rainbow. What year was this? Oh, God. It was like 1981. Why did I not know this movie? I don't know either. Was it a spoof on the... Yes. What's going on here? Guess what happened when 150 midgets checked into a hotel in Hollywood to make one of the world's biggest movies. Oh, I remember I want a room. What happened to that hotel and to Hollywood has to be seen to be believed. Now, the real madness can be shown. And believe you me, it's not short on action. It's not short on danger. I could have held the elevator, sir. And it's not short on romance. Bruce Thorpe, United States Secret Service. Okay. And I uh, suppose that's your gun, huh? Oh, no, I wear a uh, shoulder holster. It's not short on excitement either. All kinds of excitement. And you better believe it's not short on laughs. I'm gonna miss you too. No time for ping me perversion. Sequire! Or I'll blow your brains out. If you haven't already guessed, it'll be out shortly. Chevy Chase, Carrie Fisher, and 150 of Hollywood's smallest stars in Under the Rainbow, a giant comedy. Coming from Orion Pictures. Holy cow. Wow. You know they couldn't say that today, right? Oh, no. Nothing but short jokes in there. 
that stupid bagel guy would come back and he'd be the star of the new version of that, that idiot, who's a phony, as we all know. Now he's posting videos of himself hanging out with strippers. You knew that was going to happen, right? The same guy was complaining about women not liking short guys. Now he's doing videos with strippers. Now they actually used, I believe, some of the cast members were still surviving members from the Wizard of Oz cast back then. Because, you know, they did use small people or tiny people. Yes, actually. The Munchkin. Almost all of The actors who played the Munchkins in the original. I remember this clearly for whatever reason. um, Any of the Munchkins that were still alive were in the movie. Right. And I believe there's none left now. I believe the most, if I'm not mistaken, not that long ago. The last one The last surviving member of the Munchkins who were in the Wizard of Oz. Unbelievable. You're not getting this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know what? I agree. The bagel b- boss and the octo mom have now should get together and make a porn movie. That's what they should do, Robin. Oh, oh, bad idea. There's actually a Philadelphia version coming, or a South Jersey version version of the Under the Rainbow. They're doing a sequel. Did you hear this? Yeah. What is it? I just called? got in from uh, Rock Blue Twenty Two. He says, "Is Under the Rainbow the story of Anthony Gargano?" But um, what um, up, Bo? What up, Bo? Bo. Not Bo Derek. Not Dunkin' Donuts munchkins, which could be considered racist, too. You know, they're basically donut holes, but they're called munchkins. Yes. Isn't that racist? Well, it wouldn't be racist because uh, little people can be of any race. Yeah, but calling someone a munchkin. So you're saying it's Not it racist. Is that a derogatory term? I'm trying to keep track of all the Get things you're now. Get your I got my ist. Correct. All, it's, it's all it's up because of is earlier. We played some is, and as Charlie Manuel once said. What it is is what it is. Exactly. Everything's racist, Robin. Let's just understand it. Everything is racist now. So please do not try to defend yourself when you say something. Chances are you're racist. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Meanwhile, let me give you the hockey update, Robin. Yes. I know the yes. people down in the yes. Tampa Bay area are getting ready for hockey. See, well, they're getting ready for the Buccaneers. But they're also getting ready for hockey. Because you know why? They now have one of the highest paid goaltenders in the National Hockey League. Forget about Carey Price. Well, you can't. He's the highest paid goalie. Forget about Bob, flyer cast-off Sergei Bobrovsky. He's the second-highest-paid goaltender in the National Hockey League. You know who the third-highest-paid goaltender in the National Hockey League is, Robin? Who's that? And a team that specializes in just churning out goalie after goalie is your Tampa Bay Lightning, or as they call them down there, the Bolts. They have signed an extension with their goaltender, the 22-year-old Russian Andre Vasilyevsky, eight years, $76 million. He is now in through the 27-28 season. As I mentioned, everybody say, well, you pay a 20-young goalie. Like Sergei Bobrovsky makes $10 million a year. Carey Dude. Price makes ten over $10 million a year. This guy's going to be making like in the sevens. Didn't I say Vasilyevsky? How about that? So there you have it. Eight great goalies in the last 20 years. The Flyers have had, haven't had had one since 19. That's not true. 
Flyers have had some good, really great goalies. They didn't win a cup with them. Ron Hextall was a great goalie. Pelly Lindbergh was a great goalie. Jerome Morazic was a great goalie. Come on, man. What's the matter with you? Don't question my hockey knowledge. Don't forget Bob Froze. You know, the Lightning also had the first as far as goaltenders are concerned, and that's great knowledge there. From Crystal 29. They were also the only NHL franchise to have a goalie who didn't wear a cup. Manon Rayon. Remember the female goalie, Manon Rayon? Manon. Manon Rayon. That's some great, great hockey action, yo. Now, Carter Hart's a good young player. We'll see what happens to the young fella. It's too hot to make ice today, though. Even my ice maker is struggling. You think I'm worried about getting the rinks going now? Indoors in the heat and humidity outside, eh? Bob! That's right. Dean has a Manuel Rayon hook rookie card. Not hooker card. He got a different one. He went to, uh, he was on Dale Mabry the other night to get those. Oh, it's so, so it's CSMC29. He just changed his name. To Chrisif29? By the way, I want to yes. remind anybody that is not on Twitch that they are watching us on any of the other platforms. The only place that Tony can read any of your comments is on Twitch. And you can see I'm still struggling with them. i got to make them bigger. <laughs> so, um, Robin, can you make it bigger? Uh, I will. I will always try to make it bigger. I can't promise anything. <laughs> so if you are somewhere else, uh, make sure you make the switch to Twitch. It is free, folks. It is free. It helps us out. Uh, the more people that are on Twitch. So if you are listening on another channel or if you are uh, another platform, if you're watching on another platform and you, en you are enjoying it, make sure you go over to Twitch because that is the only way that we get credit for it and we need y'all over there. That's how it works, folks. I got to give a shout-out to somebody on Twitter who's now following me, but I didn't know she was following me. And as we get closer to the football season, as you know, the original Mr. Monday Night. No, not the guy on uh, wrestling. He was not the real. I was the original Mr. Monday Night. That guy wasn't even in tights when I was – winning game after game after game back in the 80s. So don't give me any Rod Van Dam was the original Mr. Monday Night. He wasn't. Screw and I will that, challenge folks. anybody who claims to have that title. So the stone-cold original world-famous lead pipe locks will return. Not just for Monday night. Thursday night and Sunday. We will have three days of NFL action <gasps> locks this coming season, ladies and gentlemen. No yes. way, Tony Bruno. Yes, not Rob Van Dam. I know it was our. I said Rob Van Dam. Isn't that what I damn said? I know what the hell I said. Sheepers. So what do you mean three days? How is that? How do you? What I, are you I, talking I, about? I have the way to divine it. I have a magic wand. I have the magic stick, where I can hit it once. I can hit it twice. But I can hit it three times now. I have it, Tony. Give me a little, uh, give me a little magic stick. Yeah. Magic stick. I, know I can hit one. I can hit both. I can hit the 
You're full of shit, Dean. Rob Van Dam was not better at his job than I am making picks. I respect the guy. He was Mr. Pay-Per-View. But nobody. It's documented. Nobody in the history of the, of the National Football League. Go back to the leather helmets. Nobody has it. Forget Jimmy the Greek. Forget Wayne Allen Root. Forget all these other guys. There's only one, Mr. Monday Night. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to whip it out one more time. Come on. People are stealing these stone-cold lead pipe locks. Mike and Mike stole them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in the uh, discussing the Stone Cold Locks, there's a woman on Twitter who followed me, uh-huh. and she's been like tweeting me, and I said, "Hey, her name is Over Under Girl. No, she's not a porn star. It's Over Under G I R L, all one word. Vegas girl who loves sports betting, and now she's fought. She's in Vegas, so she's not a phony. She's not pretending that she's in Vegas. She obviously is." self-proclaimed over-under expert at sports betting, uh-huh. handicapper, sports betting, NCAA football, over-under girl at gmail.com. And I think she's uh, I think she's stalking me now. She knows. Not that she's stalking me, but she knows where the greatness is. She's heard. The word gets around in Las Vegas. All the books, everybody who takes odds in Vegas offshore, they all know. There was a time when you were really doing this uh, all that the time. That time has returned, Robin. And and bookies were were. I was I was bankrupting the books. Yeah, Vegas had happy. to stop construction on that downtown Vegas development for a couple of years. You remember when they stopped all that stuff, the Ari, all those places, no construction, because Mister Monday Night was bankrupting them. Finally. Howard Stern has the undergirl. No, no, this is this woman's legit. She's not some porn star pretending to know football. That's all. We got to get her on the phone. There Over was a undergirl. You following her, Robin? I know. I'm. What's the I, matter with you? There was an article on an archive from the Philadelphia Inquirer, I believe, where people were talking about you were interviewed regarding your picks. I've been interviewed by. There should be if there is a professional gambling hall of fame. My plaque should be in there. Professional NFL Handicapping Hall of Fame. They should be making the bust right now. At least a plaque. I don't like bust because they never really look like the real person. You ever notice that when somebody does a bust nowadays? Yeah, sometimes they can look really, really creepy. It's like, it's like, it's like bobblehead dolls. They never look like the person. Do you realize that? <laughs> um, Tony, we have a couple more updates. Would you like to... Explore some yeah, of them. Of course, I, you know me. I, I love exploration. Yes, you're 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 trisexual. <laughs> You'll try anything. Exactly <laughs> well, right, and bi coastal too. Um, well, let's go to the update desk. What do we have right now, Robin? We have. Let's go to the. You're always about education. Yes. Right? Exactly. And you've talked about how the pricing of things. It's all about supply and demand. Supply yeah. and demand. It's this common uh, capitalism. Yep. And we have the prima example of supply and demand. You mean primo or prima? Prima. Hey, you know, it's not a hoagie. It's a primo's baby. 
And you know where <laughs> supply and demand is being shown in it all its glory? At Home Depot? Nope. Let's where? go back down to Florida, shall oh, we? Oh, we're going back to yeah, Florida again. Now, people like Dean are going to get mad thinking that we're single-handedly picking on Florida. I don't pick on Florida. These stories Florida picks on me. us. Yes, these stories come to me. They come down to me. to Florida. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. Well, Dayton. Don't worry, we'll mix it in Alabama. We'll mix it in Tennessee. Obviously, California is loaded with uh, crazy stuff. Now, we're going to Vero Beach, Florida. Vero Beach. Is it Vero or Vero? I I say Vero. Vero. But it's Vero if you're Italian. Um, and we do love us some supply and demand because it really does, you, you know how it works, Tony Bruno. Yes, indeed. If there's low supply, high demand, what does that do? That means drives the prices up, 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 up. Exactly right. And Toyota Kia of Vero Beach, Florida. Oh, it's one dealer that sells Toyotas and, and Kias, Kias. Has proven exactly how this works. How does it work? Do you get uh, is it, is the 4th of July sales still going on, or they'd start the Memorial Day week, Labor Day weekend sale yet? Now, they have received one, Tony, one 2020 um, Toyota Supra. Supra. S-U-P-R-A. It's they used to model. have the Supras back in the day. Did they? Yeah, they had a Supra. Well, this is the new Toyota Supra. So they Supra. brought the Supra back? Um, that is normally the out the door priced at forty nine thousand nine hundred fifty three dollars. It's got the thing in the real back, the long back. Do you have a picture of it? Uh, this is the, the the new the new Toyota Supra. I do, and I'm going to. I want to see what it looks like. Because for some reason during the show, my video screen where I can watch the videos I know, live is, I goes don't know black. What's going on face so, to black. This is the new Toyota Supra, and because they only have one. And they only have one, and this is Vero Beach. They are. Kia, guess how much Toyota. they're asking, Tony? For that one. For the one. And the uh, li- the actual list the, price, the, the sticker. What's the sticker? Forty nine thousand nine hundred fifty three. Forty nine thousand one fifty three. Are they getting any more in? Not for a little while okay, yet. Okay, so this is the first one. It's so on the, the floor. This is the first one. So if you want to own the very first one down in Vero Beach. How much percentage rate are they jacking uh, it up to? They're you think? probably going to go up to fifty thousand, you know, because that's the uh, add the tech destination. No, I'm going to say eighty grand. Oh, try just a little bit higher, Tony. Higher, higher. Uh, ninety thousand. Higher. A hundred thousand. Higher. One ten. Let's try one hundred ninety-eight thousand five hundred sixty-three dollars. Are you shitting me? They are that's jacking. That's triple the price. They are jacking it more quadruple almost. No, 50, 50, 50. It's almost 200,000, Tony. Oh, you said 175? 198,563. 198? Yes. Are you out of your mind? Now, Mark. Almost 200 grand for a car that's, let's be honest, isn't even worth $50,000. It's an outrage. And not only that, more of them are going to be, it's not like these are not going to be coming out soon, but if you want to have the right to own the very, very first one. Oh, yeah, because that's going to really make a big difference. Yep. As soon as you drive it off the, the, the damn the damn lot, it's still going to go down like every other exactly car that you will right. buy exactly as soon as right. you drive away from the dealership. 
unfreaking believable. Who has that kind of money? But there, you know, well, a lot of people have that so kind the, of money. The owner of the the Toyota Kia dealer is saying that he's getting a lot of interest already. Of course, because there's a lot of rich people in Miami and Florida. And they can just and there's a lot of car throw collectors. away. Technically, you're throwing away $150,000. But here's the thing: it's not even that it's a specially produced one. You know, there are dealers. There are there are cars that make only a limited edition number of cars. You know, like the Shelby Cobras yes. and those but cars. This is not one of no, those. No, this is an off the. This isn't. Does it have all the bells and whistles? Is it, it fully equipped? It has all the bells and whistles, but it's still not that special. I mean, it's it's it's. It's insane. That's what it is. I mean, I'm all for supply and demand, but this is just encouraging stupidity. But I guess, you know, if you're that stupid, then I guess you deserve to Now, should the dealership get ripped for that, or is it because, I, you know, I'm about supply and demand. <sighs> is it? Does it have the number one off if the it, assembly line in the entire production line? Nope. Probably not. That's nope. the thing. If it's the first car off the line, as somebody points out, which is a great uh, Ochi uh, 568 says, but why would they give the first car that's off the line to a dealership in Vero Beach, Florida, for God's sake? It's pretty insane. It's insane. And so, uh, I don't know. Like, to me, it's... I'm going to give them one of these. I mean, now listen. Somebody's going to buy it, and the guy's going to make that profit. But then when they come in later... That's their own prerogative. They know. I mean, it's not like they're being told that it's something that it isn't. You know what I'd say to them? Exactly. The uh, the same thing happened um, for the Dodge Challenger Demon when it first came out. Demon. Um, they were selling it for one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. But that was considered. Why is Why is the Into the Night playing? I don't know. Where's it Where is it coming from? Not coming from here. See. I don't know where it's coming from, Tony. It's Bruno. just it's mysteriously appearing. Oh, there it is. Oh. It's the Ouija's machine. Uh-huh. I didn't like, even know he had that go? in there. Where did it go? Where did it go? 100. Does that include tax tags, destination charges, uh, undercoating? Sh- I am sure that it does not. That better have lifetime oil changes. They better have strippers drive off the lot with you. They better have the new car smell in there. They better have unlimited 